might as well is an audio gallery that showcases the rejection of the binary frailties of good and evil in favor of truth told via comically allegorical jeremiads. In other words, Hasehamaumo. Fuckers in school telling me always in a barber shop. Chief Keith ain't about this. Chief ain't about that. My boy a BD on fucking Lamron and them. He he. They say don't be nigga putting on no work. Shut the fuck up. Y'all niggas ain't no shit. All you motherfuckers talking about. Chief Keith ain't no hitter. Chief Keith ain't this. Chief Keith a fake. Shut the fuck up. Y'all don't live with that nigga. Y'all know that nigga got caught with a ratchet. Shooting at the police and shit. Nigga been on probation since fucking. I don't know when. Motherfucker, stop fucking playing them like that. Them niggas savages out there. If I catch another motherfucker talking sweet about Chief Keith, I'm fucking beating their ass. I'm not fucking playing no more. Know them niggas roll with Lil Reese and them. Did you not see in this bitch remix? I just hit another lick. Send his ass to see your bitch. I know he ain't with the shit. Y'all need to stop. I swear to God, yo. That shit irked me the fucking most, bro. When somebody sitting up there talking about, nah, Chiki ain't about that. He be rapping about that. Shut the fuck up. I know when a real nigga rapping because I feel that shit. And I feel Keith. That's it? Fuck you mean. That's my fucking nigga. Welcome to Might As Well. Bitch, buckle up. This is not NPR. So without further ado, the great Maui Ma. Fish to fry. We got bigger fish to fry. Niggas are out here telling me about bitches. Like, bruh, I'm a married man. I don't give a fuck. Niggas are out here talking about Saweetie. Oh, oh Maui, Saweetie cannot twerk for shit. I don't care. Niggas, yo. Yo, niggas are out here talking about boxing matches. What the fuck? Yeah, niggas are talking about a fucking boxing match between a local rapper and a local YouTuber. Bruh, I don't give a fuck. We got bigger fish to fry. Legit, bruv. We got bigger fish to fry. Like them boys whaling in the Southern Ocean. Bruv. Antarctica is melting. Okay? Okay, bruv? The continent of Antarctica is melting. <laughs> do, you, do you motherfuckers understand what the... Yo, do you guys understand what the fuck is going on here? Huh? Do you guys... Do you fucking guys get it? Bruv, bruv, I don't give a fuck about... Freddie Gibbs versus Jim Jones. Oh, oh, Maui. 
Where does Freddie Gibbs got beat up by Jim Jones? Bruh, I don't give a fuck. Antarctica is melting. Okay? Antarctica is melting from the bottom. A river of ice the size of Great Britain. This is Thwaites Glacier, one of the biggest in Antarctica. Currently, any flow of water is held back from entering the ocean by an ice shelf, a floating extension of the glacier. But this shelf is cracking at an alarming rate. Like cracks on a windscreen, um, it's fracturing at the surface. So we're finding that these cracks and these crevasses and, and, and fractures are spreading out across the ice surface, essentially weakening its fabric and, and allowing it to eventually collapse. Um, so I think I think we're surprised because of the rate of change that these um, processes are occurring is is quicker than we were expecting. Um, the suggestion is that it will collapse um, within possibly five years, but certainly within the next couple of decades. The ice melt draining from Thwaites into the Amundsen Sea already accounts for 4% of rising sea levels. Warm ocean water is getting underneath the glacier, weakening and melting the ice shelf, putting it at risk of collapse. Scientists fear that if the Thwaites glacier were to melt entirely, sea levels could rise by as much as 65 centimetres. The impact of this would be felt throughout the world, including in the UK. We may see direct impacts such as flooding or also indirect impacts such as salinisation of groundwater. And we're going to have to be prepared to respond to that, either building new barriers such as the Thames Barrier in uh, London or being prepared to use our coastlines in a different way. For example, accepting that some areas may be lost and being prepared to move towns and infrastructure away from our current coasts. The ice at Thwaites Glacier is changing dramatically. It won't vanish overnight. Instead, this process will take decades, if not centuries. But it is melting rapidly, and that will affect us all. Charlotte Lomas, Sky News. So, bruv, pardon my I-don't-give-a-fuck attitude. Pardon my fucking demeanor. Bruv, pardon my energy. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but bruv, I got bigger shit on my mind. Okay, bruv, we are fucked. And listen, bruv, listen, I'm not thinking about saving the world. It's too late to save the world. <laughs> All right? Right? It's too late. It's too late, bruv. Yo, I'm just thinking about survival. Legit, bruv. I'm thinking about the future. I'm thinking about the next two, three, four, five generations of my family, bruv. I'm trying to protect my fucking lineage. That's all I care about right now. Legit, bruv. That's all I care about right now, bruv. You can be my baby mama. You can't ever be my wife. Oh, by the way, my name is Astra. My name is Dashiki. That's Swahili for doggy style. Ooh, that's pretty. Those are my kids. Hello, everybody. Now, children, what do you say when you meet a nice man? Are you my daddy? Hmm? They don't know where their father is. <sighs> They must go and look for that big nose where he is. They must not say for me, I, I sold them out. Posterity. That's all I'm thinking about right now. Posterity. Future generations. I'm thinking about my progeny. Bruv, I don't give a fuck about you. 
I don't care about you because you don't care about me. Right? Look at you. Right? Look at you. You are living la vida loca. Right? Hanging out in Santin. Popping tags at the fucking diamond walk. Popping fucking bottles at Conca. Right? Bitches popping pussy in your Porsche. Bitches popping pussy in your VW. That's what it's all about. Niggas be out here buying fancy cars for bitches. Right? For bitches. Now, bruv, now, bruv, your fucking pursuit, right, of that bunani is the reason why Antarctica is melting. Again, bruv, listen, bruv, everything, everything eventually circles back to pussy. Everything. Everything. Right? Niggas, niggas became businessmen. Niggas became men of industry because of bitches. So fam, here we are. Okay? Antarctica is melting from the bottom up. <laughs> bruv, bruv, the Southern Ocean is a shit show. Okay? The Southern Ocean is a shit show. Legit, bruv. Ice shelves are melting and they are releasing carbon dioxide. Oh, Morena, Jesu, Jesu, Uhukai, Toho, Jesu, Toho, Jesu, Jesu, Toho. How dare you? Carbon dioxide that has been stashed away since the fucking dinosaur era. Bruh, we are fucked. <laughs> okay, okay, bruv, we are fucked. Are you niggas ready for what's coming? Listen, bruv, I joke around a lot. Right? Right? I'm a fucking jester. I'm a clown. Legit, bruv, I'm a professional clown. But, bruv, this week, <laughs> there's no clowning around. Okay? I'm here to tell you motherfuckers to buckle the fuck up. Hey, nigga, buy a boat. <laughs> okay? Buy a boat. Legit. Legit, bruv. Hey, build an ark. Legit. Hey, my nigga, listen. Flip your whole swag into Noah. Build an ark. Because, bruv, you are gonna need it. That's all I'm saying. You are gonna need it, bruv. Yo, buy a couple of life vests. I'm just... Hey, instead, instead of buying the iPhone 13... Okay, buy a fucking life vest. You are gonna need it. Buy a gun. Legit. Buy a fucking gun. All facts. Cup some beans. Legit, cup some fucking pilchards. Buy yourself some lucky star. Do yourself a favor, my nigga. Don't be too cool for cool. Cup them fucking beans and stash them. You are gonna need them. Build a bunker. I don't know. Oh no, my nigga! Yo, do something! Buy a plane, buy a helicopter, build a fucking castle in the sky, do better! That's all I'm saying! 
Because, bruv, yo, the future, the future, <laughs> the future looks wet. Okay? The future looks wet. So, bruv, yeah, I don't give a flying fuck about these bitches. I don't care. Niggas are out here talking about fame versus clout. Oh, 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 boxing match between a rapper and a YouTuber, Maui. Are you gonna watch it? Are you gonna watch that shit? Nigga, fuck I look like. I'm fucking... Nigga, look at me. I'm fucking Maui Mao. I'm an animal. Okay? Listen, bruv. I'm not skilled. I'm not talented. I'm fucking gifted. Legit. I'm fucking gifted like them boys with the 30 on their fucking backs. Messi. And yes, of course, Steph Curry. The three God. But bruv, that's neither here nor there. Okay, <laughs> that's neither here nor there. All I'm saying is, the future looks wet. Okay? Niggas are out there talking about Sir Lewis Hamilton. Nigga, the future looks wet. Yep. You can't make this shit up. You can't make this shit up. Oh, oh, Maui. What do you think about Sergio Aguero? Well, his fucking situation is sad. I feel sad for Aguero. However, humanity as a whole is currently oscillating between doom, destruction, and hell. So fam, hey, pardon, pardon my fucking, yo, Pardon my attitude towards everything around me right now. All I care about is climate change. The J bruv, I care about Aguero. But bruh, hey, the climate, the climate weighs more than Aguero's heart. I'm just saying. I'm just fucking saying, bruv. We are fucked. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> these fucking, these fucking bitches on Twitter. I be looking at these fucking daddies going, yo, do you guys understand what's happening right now? Do you, do you guys understand that the world is literally, literally falling apart? Do you guys understand? Huh? Do you fucking, do you fucking daddies understand? Bruv. I saw one bitch on Twitter talking about how much she loves love. I... <laughs> Bruh, listen, listen. Once a girl says, I love love, just know that she belongs to the streets. Okay? Okay, bruv. Hey, once a fucking daddy who be out there wildin'. On Instagram, check her fucking pedigree, bruv. She belongs to the fucking streets. What's a daddy says? I love love. <laughs> she belongs to the fucking streets. Right? She be out there talking about how, you know, how much she loves intelligent niggas. Oh my god, I'm a sapiosexual. Right? I'm attracted to intelligence. Intelligence turns me on. And then she pops up with a fucking rapper. She belongs to the fucking streets. Okay? 
Oh, I love love. Hey, bitch, bitch. Ice shelves are melting in Antarctica. Okay? Okay, bruv. Hey, hey, listen. Without planet Earth, there's no love to love. Hey, bruh, these chicks be out here, yo, dude, we live in a crazy world. Niggas are wildin', bitches are wildin', it's a fucking shit show. Legit, these niggas be out here, be out here just whipping around all over Johannesburg. Right? In VWs, Beamers, Benzes, Bentleys, it's a fucking shit show. Sisekake. These bitches be out here parading all over social media talking about Indota must. Indota must have a fucking Range Rover. Indota must be paid. I don't care what he does. I don't give a fuck. Right? He must be paid. Whether he's getting paid legally or illegally, that's none of my fucking business. Indota must provide. Right? Indota. Indota must have a place in Santin. Hey, daddies, worldwide, by the way. Hey, um, how about Indota? Indota must have a boat. <laughs> how about that? How about, and by boat, by boat, I mean any boat. Inflatable boat, right? Wooden boat. Hey, just, hey, Indota must have a fucking surfboard. How about that? How about that? Because the future looks wet for Indot. Legit, and by what? I ain't talking about your pussy, baby girl. I ain't talking about I ain't talking about that fucking hellhole that you got in between your fucking thighs, bitch. No, I'm talking about I'm talking about ice shelves are melting. That's what I'm talking about. Okay? Ice shelves are melting. So before you say, Indota must drive, think about Antarctica. Fam, yo, penguins in Antarctica, yo, they must be fucking freaking out. Polar bears are freaking out already, bruv. Yo, bruv, yo, have you seen what the fuck polar bears are doing, bruv? Polar bears have literally lost their fucking minds. That's where Tiny Manticore took Glob to the very top of Wild Trap Mountain. Come on, fool! Come on, get spanked! Polar bears are now cannibals. Polar bears be out there eating their own. <laughs> Bruh, climate change is mad real. Climate change! Climate change is here. Okay? So, hey. How about Indota must save the fucking polar bears? How about that? Before we talk about cars, before we talk about Louis Vuitton, right? And by the way, most of these fucking luxury brands be out here polluting. These are all fucking facts. How about Indota must stop polluting? How about Indota must stop rocking Gucci for cultural purposes? How about that? How about that? How about that? How about Indota must recycle? How about that? Huh? Huh? 
about that? I'm just, I'm just fucking asking. How about that? How about that? We are fucked. We are fucked. Just listen to that. These fucking dogs in my neighborhood are wildin'. I blame climate change. Legit! Listen to that. These dogs, bruv, yo, listen. These dogs, yo, 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 listen. These dogs know something. All facts. These dogs know something. They can feel that something is not right. Okay, bruv, they can feel that something is coming. Has these dogs be out here barking all day, every day, day, bruv? They can feel that something is coming. Something big is coming. Something biblical is about to pop off. Are you niggas ready? Huh? These dogs be out here barking, bruv. They can feel it, bruv. They can feel that Antarctica is melting. Bruv, hey, hey, we are in South Africa, right? Therefore, Antarctica is literally right there. Right fucking there. Literally, yo, bruv, yo, yo, Antarctica is literally in our fucking backyard. If you are in what, in Cape Town? Or some shit like that? Bruv, yo, you, you are super close to Antarctica if you ain't Cape Town. Legit. So, hey, South Africa, <laughs> keep your fucking head on a swivel. How about that? Huh? Keep your keep your fucking head on a swivel. We got big fish to fry. We got bigger things to go on. Jibrov, we got we got we got bigger things bigger things to fry. I'm just saying. Right? Niggas are out here talking about how, oh, oh yo, Titumboweni is no longer the finance minister, Maui. Uh, I don't care. No one is going to tell me what to do at what time. I'm in charge. That's why these fools are running around here. I'm in I don't give a fuck. I don't care. <laughs> right? Bruv, on last week's episode, I spoke about Titumboweni, South Africa's former, and I repeat, former finance minister. Right? And evidently, on last week's episode, I said that he's still South Africa's finance minister. And people hit me up saying, oh, Maui, Maui, Titumboweni is no longer South Africa's finance minister. Okay, cool. Hey, listen. Fair enough. It's all good. It's all fucking good. But, bruh, if you are outside of South Africa, right? That little fucking, uh, that little mistake I made, right, should tell you everything that you need to know about South Africa. Okay, bruv? We have, we have a fucking revolving door in, in governance. Fresh air. <laughs> We need fresh air. We have niggas going in and out of government positions. Bruv, hey, 
me not knowing that South Africa has a new finance minister is important. Why? Because it highlights just how lackadaisical things are in South Africa. And by the way, the word is not lackadaisical. Right? The word is lackadaisical. Jesus fucking Christ. Like, bruv, that should tell you everything that you need to know about South African politics. Okay? It's a fucking shit show. Legit, things change every day in South Africa. It's hard to keep up. It's hard to keep up, bruv. South Africa's new finance minister is a guy by the name of Enoch Kodongwana. Right? That's fucking surname. Listen, I'm South African, but this guy's surname is a fucking... Whoa. Right? Kodongwana. the fuck? What the fuck? Who the fuck is this? Who the... Evidently, I now have Omicron. Oma, hey, I got Omicron. Cough, 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 cough. Ha 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 ha. I'm just fucking with you, dummy. I'm a fucking robot. No COVID for me, but you should keep your head on a swivel. And by the way, that mask is not for your chin. Are you stupid or are you dumb? Bruv, who the fuck is Enoch? Who the fuck is Enoch Godongwana? Who the fuck is this nigga? Where the fuck, where the fuck does this nigga come from? Bruh, South Africa is a shit show. Who's Enoch? Huh? Does he know finance? Does he know money? Does he know economics? Does he? Because, bruv, knowing South Africa, right, this fucking guy probably has some fucking fake-ass qualifications. Who the fuck is this nigga? Who the fuck is this scammer? Enoch Kotongwana. The fuck? Where did y'all get this nigga? ANC. Yo, Mr. Cyril Ramaphosa, where the fuck did you get this nigga from? You know, and of course, of course, knowing the ANC, this guy, you know, is probably, you know, a fucking MK veteran. Who the fuck is this nigga? Does he watch Bloomberg? Does he know money? Huh? Does he know his way around the fucking calculator? Who the fuck is this nigga? Oh, we are fucked. South Africa is a shit show. I don't know, man. I really don't fucking know. Enoch Kotongwana is a South African politician who has been serving as the Minister of Finance in South Africa in the government of President Cyril Ramaphosa since August 2021. He is also the current head of the African National Congress's Economic Transformation. <laughs> Economic Transformation. <laughs> the fuck? Yo, huh? Listen to that. Listen to that. Somebody, somebody's whipping something nice. Listen to that.
Ooh. Whoa. Listen to that, bro. Some niggas probably whipping something fire, dude. Spreading fossil fuels. I like that. I like that. You know? Fuck global warming. Fuck climate change. Spread fossil fuels for cultural purposes. Fuck the penguins. Fuck the polar bears. Legit fucking Antarctica, right? Have fun, my nigga. Have fun. Drift around the neighborhood. Right? Legit, bruv. Niggas out here doing donuts. For cultural purposes. He's just having fun. Get December, boss. Might as well. Might as fucking well. Welcome to South Africa, Mr. Vic Mensa, sir. And I digress. Right? Enoch is also the current head of the African National Congress's Economic <laughs> Transformation Subcommittee in the National Executive Committee. Whatever the fuck that means. You know? I mean, bruv, yo, sometimes, you know, when dealing with politicians and, and, and governments, right? Like, I be like, like, these motherfuckers, you know, like, they just say things just to say them. Right? They just say words because, you know, words. <laughs> right? It's like, like, bruh, what does this man do? What does he do? Right? These niggas never give out a clear fucking answer. The, the answer is always something fucking convoluted. You know what I mean? Something mishmashy. He does this and that. Like, bruh, his fucking job title is a fucking labyrinth. What the fuck is this? No, I'm stuck in a maze right now. I'm lost in a maze. Legit. What the fuck is this, bruv? Yo, it feels like I'm playing Where's Waldo with this fucking guy's job title. What does he do? The fuck does he do? Just be like, hey, yo, you know, he handles the country's finances. Full stop. End it there. Don't tell me all this other fucking mumbo jumbo. Like, oh, oh, he's also the current head of the African National Congress's Economic Transformation Subcommittee and the National Executive Committee. What the fuck is that? I, I mean, I mean, yo, South Africa is just, I, I don't know, man. I don't fucking know. And this guy is 64 years old. He's a fucking geezer. What the fuck? Why? Yo, dude, South Africa has a proclivity for old people. We just, yo, hey, is South Africa a retirement home? What's going on over here, bruv? We don't have young people in leadership positions. We don't have young people in powerful leadership positions in South Africa. All we have is geezers. We have old motherfuckers who just, who just don't want to let go. Let it go. Watch Frozen and just and just let it go. Right? Oh, he studied at the University of London. Congratulations! Oh, oh, oh my god. So what? What? We are supposed to take this motherfucker seriously because he studied at the University of London? Huh? I'm supposed to take this fucking guy seriously because he listens to grime? 
Huh? I'm supposed to take him seriously because he fucks with Adele. No, nigga. No. Oh, oh, the University of London. And by the way, Adele, 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 really? Tottenham? Really? Like, Adele is a Tottenham fan. I mean, talk about embarrassing. Just, just shameful. You know? And, and also, also, I think um, Tom Holland, Spider-Man. I mean, really... You know, I mean, I mean, really, you, you, you are a fucking Tottenham fan, really, sir? Really, bruh? No wonder your fucking girlfriend is taller than you. You are a fucking Tottenham fan. In other words, you's a bitch, Tom Holland. Hey, just keeping it a buck. Just keeping it a buck, right? And everybody on social media out there talking about how progressive Tom Holland is. Oh yeah, he doesn't care about height. He doesn't care that Zendaya is taller than him. He don't give a fuck. He's progressive. He's a man of the future. He better be. He better be because because Zendaya looks like a decent swimmer. Legit bruv, she's got the fucking swimmer body. All facts. She looks like a fucking mermaid. <laughs> she's got them fucking flippers. She's got them big ass feet. Bruh, she's ready for the water. No wonder Tom Holland is out there fucking just, just holding on for dear life. It's craziness. It's fucking crazy, bruv. Everybody's praising Tom Holland for being with a taller girlfriend. Oh, oh your girlfriend is tall and you are short. And, and you know what? Love is beautiful. Uh, I'd be like, yo, what happened to tall, dark, and handsome? What happened to that? What happened to, oh, if a man is below five foot seven, I, I, I can't do it. What happened to that? Hmm? What happened to, oh, my type of guy, right, is, is, is six feet tall. And, and, you know, what happened to that? <laughs> what happened? Dude, like, yo, girls, man, girls be out there fucking just, just changing sides all day, every day, day. Right? They be out there just fucking, you know what I mean? Yo, bro, let's keep it a buck. These, these fucking bitches, dude, these girls on social media are fucking... Duplicitous. You can't trust these bitches. Legit, bruv. Legit, they, you, you can't trust them. They, they fucking, they flip on a whim. On a whim, bruv. Legit, I'm just saying, bruv. Right, one day, one day, height is, is a thing. Right, and then the next day, because two celebrities are dating, right, and the male celebrity is shorter than the female celebrity, all of a sudden, it's acceptable. It's like fucking nail polish. Right? It's like nail polish. When an ordinary nigga applies nail polish on his fucking nails, bitches be out there shitting on him. And then when Harry Styles, right, fucking, fucking gets pink nail polish, suddenly it's beautiful. Suddenly it's celebrated. Suddenly it's progressive. Suddenly these fucking hoes on social media are champions of nail polish on men. Ay, ay, ay. You know, the world, man. Like, people just worship celebrities. You know? People just worship celebrities. It is what it is. Right? 
niggas are out there dropping lists, right? Right, they're out there listing the things that make Pete Davison attractive. Oh, oh yeah, uh, uh, number one, uh, he, he's tall, and number two, uh, he looks like the type of guy who who has no problem with uh, holding a girl's purse. I was like, wait, what? Like, bro, like, what, what, are you, what are you guys doing on social media? Like, what's going on out there? Like, motherfuckers are compiling lists, right? Oh, oh, Pete Davidson is attractive because he's goofy. He looks funny. Right? He, he, he doesn't care. He, he doesn't give a fuck. Oh. I'd be like, what? You know what I mean? I'd be like, well, what are y'all talking about? What are y'all talking about? Just say, hey, hey, we want to fuck Pete Davidson because Pete Davidson has fucked some of our favorite stars. Facts. Are you naked? So him fucking us is going to lead to us being closer to Ariana Grande. Just say that. Because that's what it's all about. Right? There's nothing special about Pete Legit, there's nothing special about beat. I'm just saying. Right? I'm just fucking saying. We live in a crazy world. Antarctica is melting. Okay? Antarctica is melting. Dear Vatican. Antarctica is melting. Bruh, what the fuck is going on at the Vatican? Oh, what's going on at the Vatican? Huh? Oh, oh, the the Holy See. Bruh, have y'all niggas ever heard of the Holy See? Huh? The Holy See is basically a shadow government. Right? A shadow government that owns the Vatican. Yeah. We are war. We are war with terrorism, racism, but most of all, we are war with ourselves. God, show me the way because the devil's trying to break me down. The Holy See is a government slash political party slash holding company slash like bruh the Holy See is everything. Right? They run the Vatican and nobody knows who's a part of the Holy See. Nobody. Right? All we know is, all we know is the Pope is at the top of the Holy See. Right? The Pope is the mouthpiece of the Holy See. The Holy See communicates with the world via the Pope, but nobody knows who's the fucking members of the Holy See. Yeah, bro. Listen, yo, 
It gets spooky out here, bruv. It gets spooky. Right? And now, the Vatican is ensnared in a fucking scandal. Some high-ranking cardinal by the name of Cardinal Bichu copped the fucking building in London. And where it is, the building was bought for around 200, 300 million dollars, right? And now the Vatican is trying to sell the building because, you know, money got lost, people got overpaid. I mean, yo, bada bing, bada bang. These niggas are Italiano after all, right? La Cosa Nostra. There's what it is. Money's gonna disappear when you are dealing with the Italiano. I'm just saying. Money's gonna disappear. Legit. So, bruv, the Vatican is trying to sell this building. And where it is, the Vatican is gonna have to fucking gobble up a $100 million loss from the sale of this building. Right? And now this fucking story, bruv, is huge. It's everywhere. It's a fucking shit show over there, bruv. Niggas are wildin' in Rome. Right? Oh, oh, who took the money? Who gave them the fucking approval? What happened to the bags? What the fuck is going on? Niggas are confused. Right? The Vatican is too many fucking secrets, bruv. Legit, bruv, yo, I'm out here whispering because you'll never know. These niggas, yo, these niggas got eyes everywhere, bruv. The Holy See be watching. Facts. So, fam, Indota must be careful. Legit. Indota must keep his fucking head on a swivel. Legit. Never know, bruv. The Holy See be watching. Facts. Right, so Indota must be safe. <laughs> oh, facts, dude. Jet. Jet, bro, I'm out here, you know. I'm out here looking out the fucking window like, yo. Feel me, bruv? Gotta be on the fucking lookout. Jet, next thing you know, niggas take me out. Like fucking MLK. Jet, bruv, I gotta... I gotta avoid all balconies, bruv, for cultural purposes. I ain't trying to get shot. The Holy See be watching. The Holy See. Bruh. Like, dude. Whoa. Whoa. That's crazy, bruv. Under his eye. Under his eye. May the Lord open. The fucking Holy See. I mean, bruh, like, yo, dude, life is crazy. Life is fucking wild. We live in a crazy world, dude. Fam, the Vatican is a business. A multi-billion dollar business. The Vatican is literally, by far, right? Like, the last remaining monarch in Europe. Let that shit sink in. It's crazy, bruv. These niggas, yo, them niggas, they are free to do whatever the fuck they want to do. And by the way, the Holy See is not a registered entity. They are not a fucking PTYLTD. They are not a fucking LLC. Like, bruh, they're just, yo, listen, 
they're just living. The Holy See just, just sees, and that's it. They just fucking, yo, my nigga made the Holy See protect the Southern Ocean. Legit. Because Antarctica is melting. So Indota, Indota must pray for the best. Indota must hope for the best. Indota must warn you motherfuckers to keep your heads on a swivel. Legit, bruv. Legit, like fam, yo, yo, how no, man. Feel me, bruv? I really don't know. Sea levels are rising because Antarctica is melting. Moral of this story, don't count your chickens before they hatch. Cause what you gonna do when you just have a yolk and no chicken? Huh? You're gonna crack it, fry it, eat it, then what? Repercussion what? How many chickens? Zero. It's just eggs. And over time, these rising sea levels are going to contribute to the swamping of coastlines in the next century and beyond, while the potential magnitude of all of these effects remains unclear. Oceanographers and climate scientists say that it is increasingly urgent to understand this interplay of powerful forces and how human activity is transforming them. Bruv, there's a lot of questions, okay? There's a lot of questions still unanswered. But bruv, Mother Nature is gonna answer them eventually. Bruv, so hey, enjoy your verb. Enjoy your fucking karma, nigga. Have fun. Right? Have fun. Bust a fucking donut. Do better. Entertain the masses. Justin K, Justin K, JUST, not for control, for no fucking reason at all. Justin K. Because when it's all said and done, Indota gotta do what Indota gotta do. Right? So entertain the masses. Have fun. Have fun. Right? The Southern Ocean. Is fucked. And by the way, by the way, if you didn't know, um, the Southern Ocean is literally the most important place on Earth. Why? <laughs> because the Southern Ocean is the world's climate engine. So hey, bruv, have fun. Because let's keep it a buck. I mean, right? We live in a free South Africa, so Indota must have fun, right? Indota must take advantage of democracy because this is not Belarus, right? So Indota must indulge in the finer things. Indota must pop champagne. Indota must dance. The fucking night away at Conca. 
Wafika la mahotma la watele la ayolawa Abu abu bana abu influenza Zati veve Nadaazi mtolegaazi Nati ace Zati veve Nati ace Zati veve Nati ace na mahabla e5 Zati don perikion Nati don perikion Indota must conquer. Indota must do right and kill everything. Right? I mean, fuck the world's climate engine. Who cares? Who cares about Antarctica? Who cares about the Southern Ocean? Who cares? Have fun. You know? Legit, bruv, have fun. Get with a girl with an animal tattoo. Right? Jeff Ruff, yo, yo, listen. Once a girl gets a tattoo of an animal on her fucking forearm, she's a gone girl. She's gone. She belongs to the streets. I'm just saying. Yo, dude, I'm just dishing out knowledge. Okay? I'm guiding you through life. Facts. These are survival tools. Legit. Legit, bruv, I'm just saying, fam. These are survival tools. Okay, bruv? And yo, yo, talking about survival. Like, fam, yo, the fact that kids grow in Australia is truly a fucking miracle. I mean, bruv, think about it. Australia is, is yo, bruh, what the fuck? Yo, Australia is the Amazon. <laughs> Legit, everything is trying to kill you in Australia. And the fact that people have babies in Australia and those babies grow, I mean, bruh, talk about a miracle. I would like to take this moment to thank the Holy See. Thank you, guys. Thank you for overseeing the growth of these fucking babies. God's children. Oh, fuck. Hey, hey. Fuck. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's crazy, bro. Australia is fucking wild, but I digress. Because Antarctica is wilder. Legit, bro. Antarctica is wilder. Bro, the first real world analysis of Omicron from South Africa shows that it is 29% milder than the initial COVID variant. That's good news. But Antarctica is melting. <laughs> Legit! Antarctica is melting. Right? Hey, yo, a skip Bayless. <laughs> Kevin Durant doesn't like you he really doesn't like you did y'all see that tweet by skip bayless last week brah and i quote the best player on the planet was at it again tonight in brooklyn going assassin in overtime for the covid rocked nets nothing like kevin durant you watch braun to which, to which, Kevin Durant replied, and he said, I really 
don't like you, Skip Bayless. Bruh, Skip Bayless has been basically riding Kevin Durant's dick for uh, this entire year. Legit. Right? He's been all up on KD all year. Right? He's been out here praising Kevin Durant every single fucking day. Only for Kevin Durant to pull up and say that he doesn't like Skip Bayless. That's life right there. So hey, Skip Bayless. Skip Bayless. You know what this means, right? It means that Indota must go fuck himself. <laughs> Bruh, hey, life is crazy. Dubai is now officially the world's first paperless government. Could you pay me in advance? <laughs> you serious? Thank you, Dubai, for trying. I appreciate the attempt. You guys are trying to save the world. You guys are trying to save paper, which means that you guys are trying to save the trees. You guys are fucking progressive. Talk about green thinking. I love that. It's a beautiful thing, but, but unfortunately, it's too late. Antarctica is already melting. Sea levels are going to rise, whether we like it or not. Climate change is here. Unfortunately, climate change is here and uh, you guys played a big role <laughs> in the world heating up. You know, you motherfuckers pumped all of that oil to prosperity, right? You guys made so much money from, from oil sales that you guys ended up building a bunch of shit, including the tallest building in the world, the Burj Khalifa. You guys made so much money that y'all had South African women losing their fucking morals. It's a beautiful thing. South African women have been just flying over there in droves, right? Trying to get a come up by getting pooped on by a fucking sheik or two. It's a beautiful thing! I love that shit. I mean, bruv, I saw Messi last week chilling in Dubai. Right, just hanging out with a bunch of fucking sheiks. Shaking hands, kissing babies. It was beautiful. But Dubai, unfortunately, unfortunately, your fucking attempt to save the world is too late. <sighs> it's too late. I saw the fucking numbers, Dubai. I saw the numbers. Did I lie? Did I lie? Did I fucking lie? You guys have saved more than 336 million papers. 1.3 billion DRAM, which is your fucking currency, I'm guessing. Right? 1.3 billion DRAM is 350 million US dollars. It's a beautiful thing. And you guys saved over 14 million man hours across the Dubai government. 
beautiful Dubai is now officially the world's first paperless government. Beautiful, man. That's fucking amazing. But Antarctica is melting. And nothing is going to stop Antarctica from melting. Including Tory Lanez. Bruv, where it is Tory Lanez yelled, Dance, bitch, dance. Before shooting at Megan V. Stallion. <laughs> I mean, dude. What the fuck is going on? Bruh, hey, we got we got bigger fish to fry. Billy Eilish. We got bigger fish to fry. I see we posting with pistols and rockets. Ain't making deposits. We putting that shit all in the box. Then got a little buzz, now I'm popping. Got racks in my pockets. A bitch nigga reached and I pop. It's you or it's me, that's the option. You got that little pistol, ain't popped that ain't got you nobody. See, really, you niggas, nobody's got rank in the city. I make me one collar, you body. See, we flashing crashes, a hobby. Been going too fast with this shit, something like Ricky Bobby. I'm strapped like it's part of my body. Stiff at the shoulders, I'm something like Frazier Ali. You fake, yeah, you niggas a copy. I bet if I give her this bit, she jump out of. Body. It's wet, but I bet it gets sloppy Cause I got a stroke, give a hope, and I bet he can't cop Was cold on that field, was a jockey But I had been jumped in that field before cleats in a hobby These niggas too pussy to try me Bumping they gums on the net like they don't know where I be 600 the block, do you copy? I really had things at the hotel getting lit in the lobby These labels, they trying to sign me But I want the for my son, ain't no telling what I need See, I'm banging crib like a hot sheet, ayy Ayy, hold on, dialogue Oh, it just came out, nigga, listen to it. Then go to sleep, wake up, listen to it again, nigga. It's a classic. I ain't gonna say it again, it's a classic. I'm not a classic, look. Billie Eilish was on Howard Stern's show on Sirius XM, and um, she revealed that as a kid, she consumed so much porn that it gave her nightmares. She said that she started watching porn at the age of 11, and she now calls porn a disgrace because it fucked with her head. Bruh, yo, just how fucked are these celebrities? Like, like, bruh, like the fact that, you know, our kids are listening to these people is fucking crazy, right? Listen to me talking like I got a kid. <laughs> it's crazy. But you get what I'm saying, right? Like the fact that young kids idolize these people is insane to me. Legit, bruv. And listen, listen. I was once a kid, right? I once idolized celebrities. And then I started, you know, I started reading and, and expanding my fucking radius. Like when it comes to knowledge. You know what I mean? Like I started knowing more. And then I realized that. Mm-mm, something is wrong. I mean, bruv, over the past few weeks, I've been talking about Willard, Will Smith, right? And, and, and that fucking guy, like, yo, he's all Looney Tunes. He's gone. The fuck is going on there? And now Billie Eilish is out here talking about how porn fucked her up. All I can say is protect your kids. Especially the girl child. Protect the girl child. Because the world is fucked up. Facts. We live in a crazy fucking world.
Legit, keep your fucking head on a swivel. Legit, because life is only going to get worse. Life is only going to get worse. Once the world is submerged in water, you can just imagine just how crazy things are going to be. Racism is going to be at an all-time high, right? Nationalism is going to be at an all-time high. I mean, bruv, did y'all see what's happening in Denmark, for example? Denmark's former immigration minister has been sentenced to prison for separating couples. Right? Like, it's... It never stops. You feel me, bruv? It never fucking stops. Legit. Right? Denmark's former immigration minister has been sentenced to jail over the separation of underage asylum seekers. Like, bro, like, you know, like, this is, this is the world, man. Like, this is what we have. You know, leadership is horrible world. Wide, not just in Africa, not just in fucking third world countries. No, leadership is bad world fucking wide because people get into these fucking leadership positions, right? With their own fucking POVs, with their own agendas, with their own prejudices, and their own fucking stereotypes, right? They get into these powerful fucking positions with, right, with, with fucking, with all the gunk they got from their fucking parents. All the gunk they got from their fucking environments. All the shit they consumed, right? From people like Hitler, Mussolini, right, Vladimir Putin, Xi Jinping, Donald Trump, like, bruh, all of that fucking bullshit is in them it's in their fucking heads they embody it they encapsulate all of that shit and they bring that into government right they bring that into government they bring that into fucking positions that basically dictate how people live their lives. I'm contesting to take power. If I was getting yes. the seats here, I was not going to parliament. My officials will go there so that I can rebuild the movement because I want power and I love power. I know how to use power. Welcome to day 1900 of what to do with this giant rake in our garden. I'm joined by the person who put the giant rake in the garden. It's an absolute pleasure to be here. Thank you. Now, we argued for years about whether to put a giant rake in the middle of our garden. Uh, some people suggested that we might accidentally step on the metal bit of the rake only for the handle to then spring up with a levering motion and hit us in the face. And that was, to be frank, that was just scaremongering, wasn't it? I mean, mm. there was absolutely no chance of us being hit in the face with our own rake. It was, it was a ridiculous proposition. But, so, but, but now we now have a rake. Well, we already had a rake. Well, and, and now we can rake whatever and wherever we like. 
Uh, but that is eventually what came to pass, isn't it? Here we are walking around the garden emitting ouch sounds with a very definitive handle indentation in our foreheads. Let me be very clear. Nobody is hitting their head with a rake, but uh, even if they are... And they are. Yeah, and, and they are. They absolutely are. But it's the critics' fault. If they hadn't mm. whined about a rake hitting our heads when we stood on it, then the idea wouldn't have come into our heads to step on it in the first place, now would it? And, and mm. remember, it wasn't my idea to put the rake in that part of the garden. Nobody thought that would be a good place to lie an upturned rake, did they? I mean, be honest. But look at the positives. This has created a lot of jobs. Which jobs? Well, many, many jobs have been created in the, the clearing of the rake, the cleaning mm. of the rake, uh, mm. the, the bandaging of the people's heads whom it hits. Well, the question, of course, is what now? Uh, do we bite the bullet, bite the rake, remove the rake? Oh, good gracious, no. No, 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 no. For mm. goodness sake, no. No, no, not that, not that. It's here It's here now. With the rake. Everyone wanted this rake. No, the solution is quite straightforward. Get more rakes. More rakes? That yes. will, how will that solve the rake problem, by getting more rakes? Well, l l if you'll let me finish, with more rakes, more people can bang their heads at the same time. Do you see? So currently, you have to wait your turn before you step on the rake. But before long, we'll all be able to bang our heads in unison. Uh -huh. So how does this six million um, accumulate? You go to you go to Universal, you say no because uh, I I got an auditor. This isn't me making up a number. I got okay. an auditor who audited the books. You know what I'm saying? And it was more than that. Some of his being paid, and to me, it's just like I'm an authentic person, bro. I'm gonna keep it real, and I ain't gonna yeah. blast my brother. I'm not trying to tear nobody down. I'm not trying to tear you down, man. Change my life, right? But. If you up bees and you owe me this money that ain't probably ain't nothing to him, right. that's life changing money for me. You know that right. that could go towards things I'm trying to do. Like you said, I'm I'm building a movie theater. I'm doing all these things. I'm trying to help my community. I'm you know doing a VC. I'm like invested in a lot of things. An angel investor. Mm -hmm. um, it's not like it's him. It's the business. It's, yeah, because that's, that's right. what he said. Because what he that's said, that, and that's why that's right. why. But at this point, I tried to allude to that. I don't know if you've seen the interview. I said. Um, do you still have Big Sean signed? And what he said was, I just signed him to a bigger slave ship. Did you see that part where he said that? No. I said, but do you still have, he said, I just signed, I signed him to a bigger slave ship, meaning he's trying to say that your deal is basically with Vivendi. It's basically with Universal Def Jam. Right, that his deals with Def Jam. Yeah, his deals with Def Jam. I had to work my way yeah. out of my deal just wow. now. Wow. I had to work my way out of that deal. Okay. My man, like I said, I'm not shitting on a deal. Right. It was a golden opportunity. Mm -hmm. My manager said it was the worst deal he's ever seen. Jay Brown. What I'm saying is, I put at least thirty million dollars in this man pocket or more, right. and he owes me money, and he's up billions. Right. Him or his company. Right. right. He said that the masters, he said he was gonna give his artists back his masters, and it's just like I, that hasn't happened yet. But that would benefit me a lot. Right. And if I was up bees. And if I was a man of my word and not just saying something to look good in that moment, like I would pay my artist day masters or what, at least what they worth if he's not in a position to do that, but that's just me. So let me ask you something. When you look at your contract and your lawyers speak to you, mm -hmm. do they say that it's, 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 it's good music or they say that it's good music, Def Jam, Vivendi, you know, all of it as a conglomerate, universal, or they saying it's yay? 
That's on you to answer it, which, answer it whichever way you want. No, it's all of them, but... All right. But the one thing he said is that they paid... I don't give a fuck who it is, bro. Right. Universal paid the money that I'm owed to good music. Okay, that's what I'm trying so to So I don't give a fuck what it is. Mm-hmm. The, out of a deal that I signed that was a, an unfair deal to me as an artist, you know what I'm saying, to, according to others, right. I earned millions of dollars because I sold over 50-some million records. I was one wow. of the top-selling hip-hop artists between 2010 and 2020. I was in the top 10. Right. right. Sold over 50-some million records and earned a certain amount of money. Right. I worked my ass off, bro. I fucking drove myself to depression. I drove myself. I drove my fucking self to to the brink of wanting to not live, bro, because of the work overworking myself. So what I'm saying is, in that time where I earned the money, I still haven't gotten this money, bro. Right. And it's not all about the money. It's not all about the money. It's a principle. It's the principle because because I haven't gone in. I haven't done a 7 a.m. on brittle path. I haven't done those. I haven't put it in nothing. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like. I had an issue with all the respect that was being paid to somebody who publicly did that. And I know that people would be like going through things, making up and all that. That's beautiful. I want to see my brothers together. Ooh, but ooh. to me, yeah, I have. A, I, I take that personal. But what made you even think to audit? Like you was thinking money was missing? Like, I mean, this, this is... That's a normal thing, though. Nina. That's a normal thing. No, so it's, it's, it's definitely a normal thing, but right. I just want to say... I encourage what every triggers artist. that? What triggers that? It has I to be something... Like your own money. It has to be something that triggers. I encourage every artist who has ever gone platinum or had a, any type of success and something that pays out uh, residuals or royalties to audit because there's probably money there. Every time I've audited every aspect of my career, I've always You're found a check. You're absolutely correct, but it had to be something... Jay Brown. That. Jay Brown. Did. Jay Brown just came to you and said, "Yo, listen." Sean. He said, "When the last time you audited the label?" I said, "I never have." Wow. And he was like, "Audit them, audit them on this royalty, on that royalty, and then all sorts of things." And then it was like, "Wait a minute, it's some M's missing." Wow. And the M's have been paid. All right. So you know, like I'm saying. I also learned to, I can't be angry, I'm not angry, because that's too much of a burden for me to carry, always. You know what I'm saying? Right. I don't take it personal. That's what we well, was nervous about. But we was nervous. I, but they said, oh, Big Sean, I said, oh shit, I don't want Big Sean to be good. Yeah, yeah. It's just like, it's like just, you know. No, I love I don't know if what we have is love, but it's on my mind We might slide on a nigga inside this club Girl, close your eyes Fifteen brothers, no friends when I pull up For peace of mind Lights come on, I'ma need you to come find me Don't be so shy Cause I know you want me, girl Cause I know you want me, girl Cause I know you want me, girl Cause I know you want me Cause I know you want me Cause I know you want me Don't be shy, I got killers with me stupid I'm watching sticks, I ain't worried about no groupies I know you want me cause your bitty is a goofy Boss you up, your lifestyle could be exclusive But I don't know cause you be hanging around with losers Internet trolls and niggas tryna do me 650S, bitch, I feel like Lil Boosie You want me, so do all your friends, that you stupid Stop complaining to me, I am not the one you love Ain't coming over late night, don't want no shoulder rubs And it changes every night, bitch, I'm holding guns Hold me down, or could you slow me down? 
I'm a dog, cause you really know me now When black and white's come, I'm getting holy now Another reason I'ma have to slow it down Snakes in the grass, you know I had to blow them down We at the club, all my niggas down the slide Look for the bright lights, I ain't really hard to find We at the club, all my niggas down the slide Look for the bright lights, I ain't really hard to find I don't know if what we have is love But it's on my mind We might slide on a nigga inside this club Girl, close your eyes Fifteen brothers, no friends when I pull up For peace of mind Lights come on, I'ma need you to come find me Don't be so shy Cause I know you want me, girl Cause I know you want me, girl Cause I know you want me, girl Cause I know you want me Want me, girl Cause I know you want me Cause I know you want me, girl I know you want me, I know you love me you kick and tell me why you acting like the police Pussy ain't that good to keep me from my homies We just cool, bro, you getting too excited Ain't seen your face when I was up on that indictment Ain't get a letter, I was struggling and fighting With these peoples, they was demons Tried to put me in a cage, but saying free me Now we on TV, drag racing a headache Rugrats in the car, we was babies Hey baby, what's your name on any J-Pays? Got the audacity to talk to me crazy, you bugging. I don't know if what we have is love but it's on my mind We might slide on a nigga inside this club Girl, close your eyes Fifteen brothers, no friends when I pull up For peace of mind Lights come on, I'ma need you to come find me Don't be so shy Cause I know you want me, girl Cause I know you want me, girl Cause I know you want me, girl Cause I know you want me Want me, girl Cause I know you want me Cause I know you want me, girl And up all our troubles as to do say flower. We are still missing go more meat, so I'm a twins. I'm a twins. Don't go to the school and for Tammy. Hey, Feb. Who told me I went to hook up? Who was staying at Tupete? Oh, Tupete, where? Are you still dating? Well, my simple child reaction of what you did is that you were not funny. Funnier than you is even Stuart Schlossman, who was my friend and is 11 and puts walnuts in his mouth and makes noises. I feel him. I intoned that I will leave. Pokanakala no ibona in a pago feel him, this bonelamuk, and I have a sam gukula na possibonis in Tongo. Sam is him in the me. Sek to me, Pam Sabanuglala. 
So you want to take over for Letterman? You want to host Late Show on CBS? Yeah, that's... Well, here's the thing with that, champ. That's short for champion. If you want to be a talk show host, it's better if you're funny. Now, there have been some guys who are not funny. Tom Snyder, David Suskind, Ted Koppel. But funny's better. Now, have you ever had any experience with being funny? Yeah, I'm a, I'm a comedian. You're a comedian. Well, I've known you for a week and you haven't made me laugh once. I had no idea you were a comedian. I thought you were a newsman. No, I'm not a newsman. I'm a, I'm a comedian. Jesus. Well, all right. Let's see it. See what? See the funny. Make me laugh. Go. Go? Go. Funny. Three, two, one. I'm go. I'm not that kind of funny. What kind of funny? The kind where you just say go and I'm funny. All right. I think you better leave my office. Jack, Mr. Dole, I, I look, there's different kinds of funny, right? There's different kinds of performers. I'm not that kind of performer. Let me tell you what kind of what you are. You're whatever you have to be to make people laugh. Anytime, anywhere, anyone. You turn it on on a dime. You get that belly moving, son, or you're out. Now tell the truth. You're just scared, like a rookie. You're like some kid at a talent show with a number pinned to your shirt. You got nothing or you would have shown me now. So get out. Thank you. Have a nice day. Fine. Lick, I, I can't, I can't, I can't give up on this. I don't, uh... This is either a, a, a door or a wall for me, and I, it's either the beginning or the end. I, I don't, I, please. Okay, then. Let's see the funny. Three, two, one, go. Funny. This is it, bud. You want me to start at one and go up? One, two, three, funny. Okay, last chance and then we're really done. Done and done. Let's go, kid. You want the big gig? Let's see it. Make me laugh at the count of three. One, two. I'm broken. I'm a broken man. 
I mean, bruv, do you know how much pain I've had to endure over the past, what, 10 years, 15 years? I mean, bruv, yo, Arsenal Football Club destroyed me emotionally. Legit, bruv, I'm emotionally inept because of Arsenal. Legit, bruv, yo, fam, I'm so broken that when Arsenal wins, I barely celebrate. When Arsenal loses, I don't get angry at all. I don't give a fuck. I love Arsenal, but I don't give a fuck. Bruv, I used to be young, jovial, full of life, right? I used to be excited for the future, bruv. Legit. I used to be connected to my fucking emotions, bruv. Yo, I was intertwined with the divine feminine back in the fucking days, but now... Now I'm a, I'm a stoic, broken man. Legit. Like, bruv, I go through tough times with a smile. I go through hardships with a fucking smile. I'm excited to go through the fucking trudge. That's me in 2021. Back in the days in 2003, 2004. Yo, bruv, I was an excited young boy. I was excited, bruv, wide-eyed. I looked forward to the future. But now, now, I expect things to go wrong. Okay, nothing surprises me anymore. I expect things to go wrong because Arsenal taught me that things will go wrong. Facts. It's the cycle of life. Being an Arsenal fan encapsulates the cycle of life. Legit, bruv. It's all Murphy's Law, right? Anything that can go wrong will go wrong. It's all Murphy's Law, bruv. Arsenal taught me Murphy's Law. Arsenal taught me to appreciate the little things in life. Legit, bruv. I love being an Arsenal fan. Being an Arsenal fan made me a man. It toughened me up. I used to be a soft kid, but now, 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 I'm a fucking strong man. Look at me, bruv. Look at me. I am the Marlboro man. Legit. I'm built tough. I'm built to last like a fucking Ford. Look at me. Look at me. I'm ready for anything. Legit, I'm ready for anything, bruv. I'm ready for all of the fucking doom and gloom because Arsenal taught me, bruv. Thank you, Arsenal. Thank you, Arsene Wenger. Thank you, Unai Emery. Thank you, Mikel Teta. You motherfuckers destroyed me and I love it. I fucking love it. I'm pretty sure you motherfuckers can hear the joy in my voice right now. I'm excited. I'm happy. Shit, I'm enjoying life. Life is good. You can hear me right now, bro. I'm happy. I'm excited. Shit, right? I exude good vibes. Jay, bruv, we are fucking inundated with garbage all day, every day, day. Meanwhile, ice shelves are melting. But, bruv, if you are an Arsenal fan. <laughs> If you are an Arsenal fan, you are used to fucking... Yo, you are used to sinking to the depths of your fucking emotions. You are used to sinking. You are used to being depressed. You are used to being sad. We made it into the fucking top four last week. Did I celebrate? Fuck no, but am I happy? Hell fucking yes, I am. 
I'm happy. Being an Arsenal fan taught me to appreciate the little things in life. We are used to fucking, we are used to scraping the bottom of the barrel. That's what being an Arsenal fan is. So I'm ready for the future. I'm ready for the doom. I'm ready for the world to go kaboom. I'm ready for the world to end. Because, bruv, being an Arsenal fan got me ready for this shit. Because being an Arsenal fan means that you have experienced the world ending multiple times before. The world has ended many times before for an Arsenal fan. So we are ready for Armageddon. Look at me, bruv. I'm ready for the world to end. Being an Arsenal fan turned me into a fucking doomsday prepper. I'm ready. I'm ready for the future, bruv. I'm so fucking emotionally inept. <laughs> Legit, bruv. I'm so fucking emotionally inept that that nothing, nothing shocks me. Nothing shocks me, bruv. Nothing surprises me. Legit, bruv. I'm nothing but a shell of the man I used to be. Legit, I used to be sweet. I used to be kind. I used to think that life was all sunshine and rainbows. Bruv, I used to be innocent. Okay? But now, now, I'm so used to doom and gloom that I barely react to anything. Bruv, I expect things to go wrong because nine times out of ten, they will go wrong. I'm an Arsenal fan. I'm an Arsenal fan. And yes, yes, Arsenal has turned me into a doomsday prepper. I'm ready. I'm a broken man. I'm fucking ready. So yo, New Caledonia, cut the shit. How about that? New Caledonia, cut the shit. Motherfucking public, bitch ass nigga, don't get on no motherfucking public platform and say, Different from what the fuck you told me to my face. Tell me to my face that shit was trash, bitch ass, fucking scab head ass boy. Who cut your hair? Y'a que des traîtres, y'a pas de complices Je suis dans une kenda, on va pas se pétard Attends que j'en profite, juste après on se voit Des coups je vais t'en donner, je me donne pas en spectacle Aucun état d'âme, on est pire que ça dame Le temps c'est de l'argent, j'y vais tout droit mon pote Va mon lot sur la zipette, t'es un peu trop speed Ma belle en croque top, dans le cockpit Ma belle en croque top, dans le cockpit Tu Stop trying to go independent. It's not gonna work, New Caledonia. You motherfuckers held a fucking referendum last week Sunday or some shit, right? And voters voted to not go indie. Okay? 
Niggas love being under French rule because there are benefits to fucking with friends. Stop living in the past. Oh, oh, they colonized us. It happened. So what? Right? The fucking Canucks over there are poor. Motherfuckers are complaining about their living conditions. Well, welcome to the metaverse. Welcome to the world. Welcome to reality. We don't live in a fucking utopia, New Caledonia. Stop trying to go indie. It's not gonna work. Okay? You motherfuckers are enjoying a lot of wealth over there in New Caledonia. You motherfuckers are having fun. You motherfuckers are balling. Why? Because you are friends. That's why. If y'all go independent, all of that fly shit y'all got over there is gonna go away. Lest we forget that you niggas are balling because of your French connection. Right? So, if you fuck with friends, it means that you fuck with the EU. But if you go independent, you are gonna become the United Kingdom. Well, the United Kingdom is still balling, however, in time. In time, the UK is gonna feel the effects of being locked out of the EU in time when Boris Johnson, aka the Fuffle, is long gone, the UK is gonna feel the fucking consequences of trying to go independent. Nigga, listen, listen, not everybody can go indie. Okay? Some people need the fucking machine behind them. All fucking facts. So New Caledonia, cut the shit because you are one of those people that need the machine behind you. Cut the shit. Okay? 97% of your population or of the people who voted (laughs) decided to stay with friends because there are benefits. There are benefits with being connected to the French. There are benefits with being connected to Paris. Cut the shit. If y'all go indie, it's not gonna work. You motherfuckers are gonna be Zimbabwe. Cut the shit. I'm here now. I'm fucking here, bruv. I'm ready for the world to end, bruv. And the world, the world is gonna end. And boy, is it gonna be glorious. It's gonna be amazing, bruv. When the world eventually ends, it's gonna be incredible, bruv. Legit. And evidently, Johnson & Johnson wants to help with Armageddon. And I love it. Johnson & Johnson has been trying to kill us all, bruv. They've been trying to kill us since infancy. 
Legit, bruv. I love how dedicated Johnson & Johnson is, bruv. These motherfuckers are dedicated to eradicating humanity. And there's something beautiful about that, bruv. There's something amazing about that. I salute Johnson & Johnson for staying the course. Legit, bruv. It's a beautiful thing, bruv. It's called dedication. Dedication. Fact. I love how dedicated Johnson & Johnson is to getting rid of humanity. And bruv, listen, they are working hard. These motherfuckers are working harder than the fucking devil. And we all know who the devil is. The devil is, of course, Jeffrey Epstein. And that fucking guy worked hard. Legit bruv, he worked hard and he played hard. And, and listen bruv, there's something beautiful about that. He lived Right. He lived his life on the fucking straight and narrow. Salute to Jeffrey Epstein. Did y'all see those wholesome pictures of his? Chilling with fucking Ghislaine Maxwell, a.k.a. Jizz Lane Maxwell. Bruv, talk about fun. Talk about fun. Bruv, yo, listen. Say whatever. Say whatever you want to say about Jeffrey Epstein. But that fucking guy had a good time. What a life. What a fucking life. What a glorious life that man lived. A life well lived. He was out there chilling with kings, queens, presidents, billionaires. I mean, bruh, yo, he was out there fucking chilling with people who run the world. Legit, bruv, who runs the world? Girls. And yeah, bruv, he had all the fucking girls. He had all the fucking teenagers out there massaging him. Out there massaging him. And boy, and boy, did he enjoy the happy endings. I mean, bruv, Jeffrey Epstein had a good time, bro. He had a good time. He had a good time. He had fun. And that's what life is all about. Life is all about working hard. Right? And, and just playing hard. He played hard. Those fucking pictures of Jeffrey Epstein hanging out. With Ghislaine Maxwell. Bruh. Talk about magical. Those pictures are magical. Jeffrey Epstein lived like a Disney character. Like a Disney prince. I mean bruv. He had fun. And that's what life is all about. Right. That's what we all trying to achieve. It's Jeffrey Epstein's private island in the Caribbean. Some even refer to it as pedophile island. Hey, I'm a just island boy. I'm a just island boy. I'm a good key white boy. You know what I keep that done. Jeffrey Edward Epstein and my residence address is 6100 Red Hook Boulevard in Virginia. witness described your penis as oval shaped and claimed when erect it was thick towards the bottom but was thin and small towards the head portion and called it egg shaped. Those are not my words, I apologize. But as Mr. As Mr. Critton has stated, that this Wild one mind, try to make it to the top.
We are all trying to achieve that Epstein level of prosperity. That's what life is all about. In this fucking capitalist world, that's what life is all about. We all want to own islands. Legit, we all want to own private jets. The Lolita Express is the fucking embodiment of all of our dreams. These are all fucking facts. We want to reach that fucking level. And you motherfuckers know the level. Legit, bruv, that level where you have no worries. That level where you have a couple of blood boys hanging out in your basement for cultural purposes. That level where the older you get, the younger you become. That fucking Jeff Bezos level. That Elon Musk level. Bruh, that next level shit. Legit, bruv, you know the fucking level. You know the level. Right? That level where you eat Autolands all day, every day. We all want that. We all want that. Jeffrey Epstein lived an amazing life. We can all learn something from Jeffrey Epstein. And that thing is, if you want something, if you want something, get yourself a right-hand woman. And that woman will get it for you. If you want something, hey, get yourself a bottom bitch. And that bitch will get you whatever you desire. That's what life is all about. Men doing man shit and bitches doing bitch shit. <laughs> I'm wild. I'm fucking crazy, dude. I'm crazy, dude. I'm fucking crazy. I'm here. I'm fucking here. Jeffrey Epstein was a wild boy. <laughs> Jeffrey Epstein was a wild boy, dude. He was a wild fucking boy. Legit. It's fucking crazy, bruv. We live in a crazy fucking world. Fact. So, bruv, last week, a CDC panel got together and they discussed... The fucking blood clot risk linked to Johnson and Johnson's vaccine. Bruv, when I saw that shit, I was like, what's there to discuss? What's there to discuss, bruv? We've all known that Johnson and Johnson's vaccine is a killer. (laughs) We've all known that Johnson and Johnson's vaccine is not good. What's there to discuss. Huh? What's there to discuss? I knew it. It will all end in tears. The brevity of life brought to you by Johnson and Johnson. What's there to discuss? There's nothing to talk about. We all know that Johnson and Johnson's vaccine ain't no good. We all know that Johnson and Johnson's vaccine causes blood clots. What's there to discuss? Huh? These motherfuckers, number one, Johnson and Johnson, they stiff-armed the South African government. Okay? We got a raw deal from Johnson and Johnson. Let's start there. South Africa got a raw deal. We fucking forfeited our rights. We waived 
our rights. The Jeb Rav and Johnson and Johnson took advantage of a third world country like South Africa. They took advantage of us. And we let that shit happen. Right? Let's start there. Before we talk about blood clots, let's talk about how these motherfuckers fucking yo, they put they put Cyril Ramaphosa in a fucking vice grip, bruv. Legit. They gave him an offer he could not refuse. Right? And because, you know, our fucking president is is a businessman. Right? I mean, bruv, he brought us McDonald's. I mean, come on, you know? Right, ba 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 It is what it is. He brought that shit here. He brought it home. He brought it home. He got on that fucking country road and he brought that fucking Mickey D's home. That's what it is. Right? He's a businessman. He knows how to negotiate. <laughs> right? 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 He knows how to negotiate. So, yeah, you know. He brought the J&J vaccine to South Africa, right? And some of our family members got that thing, right? That one-shot thing. And evidently, it ain't no good. Evidently, it doesn't work against Omicron. Evidently, it doesn't work against Delta. Oh, fuck. And then on top of that, right? The fucking cherry on top is something that looks like a cherry. In your fucking veins. Blood clot. So what's there to discuss CDC? We know what's up. We know what's up. There's nothing to talk about. Wrap it the fuck up, bruv. Last week, Tuesday, the FDI came out and said that although problems arose in men and women, the highest rate of blood clotting was in about 1 in 100,000 in women aged 30 to 49. So women evidently are more prone to getting their fucking blood clotted up for cultural purposes, of course. I mean, bruv, what's there to discuss, fam? The CDC is evidently trying to kill women. <laughs> These are facts. They're trying to kill women. Right? Look at that fucking baby powder scandal. Right? It affected who? Women. Because women use the fucking, you know, they use baby powder on their fucking punanis. Right? To keep shit smelling good down there. And of course, they shouldn't be doing that because, you know, the vagina, you know, self-cleanses. <laughs> <sighs> Just get up and teach them instead of handing them a freaking packet, yo. There's kids in here who don't learn like that. Mine. They need to learn face to face. Mine. You're just getting mad because I'm pointing out the obvious no, and you're too late. you're wasting my time. No, I'm not wasting your time. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you what you need to do. Yeah. You want kids to come into your class? You want them to get excited yeah, for this? You, you gotta come in here, you gotta make them excited. You want a kid to change and start right. doing better? You gotta touch his freaking heart. Can't expect a kid to change if all you do is just tell him. You gotta that take is. this job serious. This is the future of this nation. And when you come in here, like you did last time, and make a statement about, oh, this is my paycheck, indeed it is. But this is my country's future okay. and my education. I, I that. Can you go outside, please? I, I got but there's a limit. When I'm not bitching 
but simply making an observation. Okay, okay. And now I will leave. And so, by dividing the weight and the girth of the penis by the angle or the, what do we call it again? The yaw, the yaw of the shaft, what we finally get is the adjusted penis size, or TMI. Any questions so far? Yes, little girl over there. What's a penis? Ah, good question. Uh, the penis is the thing we're talking about that boys have that we're measuring. Okay, any other questions? Okay, so then let's move on to the example on your study sheet. How about you? Could you read the first example for the class? Example one, young lady. Please read the problem out loud. Example one. Randy has a penis that is 4.4 inches in length. 4.4 inches? Its angle is 32 degrees. Its flaccid girth is 1 inch in diameter. His balls are 7 centimeters from the base. 7 centimeters? Randy notes that the drift of his penis is 4 centimeters to penis right and its dead weight is 0.5 kilograms. Great, and so divide by the 17, carry the 1, and we can see that Randy's adjusted penis size, or TMI, is 6.3 inches. Do we got that? Randy's length is 4.4 inches, but his adjusted length is 6.3. So how does our example person, Randy, compare to others on the TMI scale? By referring again to the TMI chart, we see that a TMI of 6.3 is 0.8 inches more than the national average. Okay, name is Rebecca Turnod, and I'm an actual doctor of human sexuality and behavior. Unfortunately, you have been taught some very wrong ideas in the past couple of days, and I am here to set things straight. Thank God! I want you to try and forget these wild theories and understand that all that's important when it comes to a man and a woman making love is actually length times girth over angle of the shaft divided by mass over width. Vous êtes It self-regulates, right? It detoxes. Bruh, listen. Hey, the vagina just just cleans itself. Everything is automatic down there. Stop listening to Gwyneth Paltrow. Stop following Goop. Jesus fucking Christ, man. What's there to discuss, CDC? Huh? What's there to talk about? J&J is well known for trying to kill women. Legit. Their fucking baby powder is out there sparking up cancer. Right? What's there to talk about? Their baby powder causes cancer. Right? Their fucking COVID-19 vaccine causes blood to clot, right? Like, what's there to talk about? There's nothing to discuss. Just get rid of the J&J vaccine. Wrap it up. Wrap it the fuck up. These are all fucking facts. It's over. Wrap it the fuck 
Okay? Wrap it up. Bruv, about 16 million people in the USA have received a single shot of the J&J vaccine as their primary immunization compared to 73 million fully immunized with Moderna's vaccine and about 113 million have been vaccinated with the Pfizer vaccine. Among the people in the USA who have received a booster shot, just 1.5% have gotten the one from Johnson and Johnson. Nobody fucks with the Johnson and Johnson vaccine. Okay? The Johnson and Johnson vaccine is the Kratom of vaccines. Nobody fucks with Kratom. <laughs> okay? <laughs> Nobody. Nobody fucks with Kratom. But people fuck with heroin. Okay? We don't fuck with Kratom. We fuck with heroin. The modernist shit, that shit right. Yo, listen. Talk about gray clouds. Legit, the Moderna shit. You hit that fucking Moderna shit. Bro, you be. Yo, bro, you, you be high for five years straight. For five years straight, bro. Yo, fam, the Moderna shit. Yo, fam, it's that fucking Mars type of high. You'll be so. Yo, fam, you'll be so fucking high that. Yo, you'll be like, yo, well, when am I gonna fucking calm down? What the fuck? What the fuck is going on? You'd be lost in the sauce. That Moderna shit. That Moderna shit. You'd be out there like, whoa. God damn it, the fucking Milky Way is beautiful. You'd be lost, bruv. You'd be out there cracking the code of dark matter. Legit. Legit, bruv, that Moderna shit gets you high. That Moderna different. It's fucking different. You be out there moving at the speed of light, right? Fucking oscillating between the past, the present, and the future. You be out there, bruv, yo. You be out there killing baby Hitler in the blink of an eye. That Moderna that shit is pure, uncut, real rugged, and raw cocaina mixed with a bit of fucking heroin. It's crazy. It's fucking crazy. What the fuck is that? That Moderna shit is something else. It's something else. Right? It's pure cocaine. Right? It's pure heroin. It's fucking fentanyl. That shit is different. It's different. Just saying. I'm just saying. Okay? I'm just saying. And of course, that Pfizer shit is that Blue Magic. Right? It's a brand name. I guarantee it. I stand behind it. It's a brand fucking name, nigga. I'm here now. I'm here. Nobody wants the Johnson & Johnson vaccine. We don't fuck with the Johnson & Johnson vaccine. CDC Get rid of it. How about that? Get rid of it. Please. We begin this hour with some breaking news. An advisory panel to the CDC saying people should not get the Johnson & Johnson vaccine if the Pfizer or Moderna shots are available. That panel just wrapped up a meeting on the risk of rare but potentially life-threatening blood clots 
linked to the J&J vaccine. Meanwhile, some companies and hospitals are now pushing back against vaccine mandates. NBC News reporter Elizabeth Chuck joins me now. Elizabeth, there are some big names on this list. We're talking General Electric, Amtrak, the Cleveland Clinic, HCA Healthcare, which has 183 hospitals in 20 states. Why are those businesses suspending their vaccine mandates right now? Well, Allison, the companies were not exactly forthcoming in all of their reasonings for why they might be suspending suspending these vaccine mandates. What they were eager to share is that most of their employees are by and large vaccinated already, and they are encouraging, strongly encouraging their employees who are not yet vaccinated to go and go ahead and get their COVID-19 vaccines. So I posed your question to employment law attorneys, and they said that as crude as it might sound, there's probably a bit of a business incentive here for temporarily at least dropping the vaccine mandates. As you know, as you've been reporting on, there's a labor shortage right now. And even if it's just a very small percentage of your labor force that's not vaccinated, that can have business implications. And actually, we're seeing this in some of the names that you mentioned of companies that that have been dropping their vaccine mandates. Amtrak, for example, their CEO shared this week that 95% of their employees are vaccinated. Now, that's a huge percent. But he also said that by dropping the mandate, that Amtrak is not going to interrupt services as they expected to next month. So you can see that there's business implications here. Wrap it up. It's over. It's over for the Johnson & Johnson vaccine. Wrap it up. Take it away. We don't want it. We don't want it okay the fda announced that it added a warning label to the vaccine Ah! saying that the vaccine should not be given to anyone who has had a clotting problem after a first dose what does that mean what does that mean because yo yo Minus the booster, the Johnson & Johnson vaccine is technically a single-dose vaccine, a single-shot vaccine. So, bruv, the fuck are you talking about, FDA? Huh? Oh, the shot should not be given to anyone who has had a clotting problem after a first dose. What are you? Yo. Yo, we ain't talking about the booster here, sir. Focus, FDA. Sir, ma'am, them, they. Please, focus! 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 Focus, FDA. The fuck? The fuck are you talking about? The fuck? The fuck? Yo, we ain't talking about the booster. We are talking about the original vaccine. That's what we are talking about here. These niggas, bro, you know, they're always trying to play games. They're always trying to play games, right? The FDA went on to say that it continues to find that the benefits of the Johnson & Johnson vaccine outweigh its risks. You see, bruv, you see, you see what happens? You see what happens? You know, money, money is a fucking problem, right? Niggas got lobbyists. Right, and niggas be out there bribing these motherfuckers. Yo, hey, hey, FDA, you know, right? You know that the Johnson & Johnson vaccine is dangerous. 
You know that. Right? You know that. The Johnson & Johnson vaccine is basically the medical equivalent, right, to Iraq's, you know, right, weapons of, you know, of mass destruction. That's all I'm saying. You niggas took down Saddam. <laughs> you niggas, you niggas took down Saddam. You niggas said that Iraq has weapons of mass destruction. Johnson & Johnson literally has a weapon of mass destruction. Listen, bruv. Listen. Any weapon formed against me shall never prosper. Okay? Any fucking weapon formed against Maui Mao will never prosper, which is why I got that fucking Pfizer thing just, just boom, walking in my body. I got that Pfizer thing. I got the fucking Comanati. <laughs> All up in my body. No weapon formed against Maui Mao shall prosper. Did I almost die this year? Oh my fucking god. <laughs> yo, yo, yo. That fucking COVID weapon. Yo, listen, bruv. Yo, it almost prospered. Almost. I almost died, bruv. And yo, and yo, you niggas gotta give me. Yo, listen. Give me my flowers. Give me, give me my flowers. Salute me while I'm still here. Legit, bruv. Legit. Salute me while I'm still here. Praise me while I'm still here. Fam, yo, yo, yo. That run I had, I think starting from episode 245 onwards. I mean, bruv, yo, I've been on one hell of a run. From episode 245. To this fucking episode. Bruh, it's been, it's been insane. It's been crazy, bruv. Legit, bruv. Yo, yo, do y'all remember when I almost died this year, bruv? My shape up better, my car fast, my drip better, my clothes fit better, my hoes better, my tattoos better. I'm stronger than you, my bitch thicker than yours, my guns bigger than yours, nigga, my guns bigger than yours. I talk better than you, I hustle better, I can get a dollar quicker than you. I talk better, I walk better, my shoes fit me better, I get paid more than you. So what do we got here? I have a signed Christian Pulisic jersey, plays for Chelsea FC team in the Premier League. This guy's like the phenom guy, right? He's like the LeBron James of soccer? Definitely. I gotta give him credit where it's due. I mean, soccer wouldn't be my choice. A lot of running. <laughs> <laughs> definitely, definitely. I'm at the pawn shop today to try and sell my signed Christian Pulisic jersey. I'm a huge soccer fan and even more so a Christian Pulisic fan, but I'm looking to sell it to try and upgrade my guitar. I'm hoping to get $1,500 today. Christian Pulisic is only going to go up in value. This is pretty cool. Christian Pulisic is an American soccer player. He plays for Chelsea in England. And do you know what positions it is? Yeah, he plays center midfield and sometimes uh, center forward. His nickname is Captain America because he was the youngest player to ever be a captain of an American team. Both his parents played college soccer and then his mom through like a teacher's exchange program brought him uh, with her over to England and he started playing soccer over there. He ended up being one of the top players in the Premier League, which I mean, for an American, that's a uh, pretty far and few between. He is probably one of the most watched on the Chelsea team. Okay, so what are you looking to get out of it? About 1500 Okay, um, I'd like to have somebody come take a look at the signature. Do you mind? That's okay with me, yeah. All right, I'll be back with you, all right? Thank you.
I'm hoping that the expert will get close to my asking price. I think that once he sees the framing and the signature, he's going to agree with my price. So yeah, this is it, Steve. Oh, cool. Hey, how you doing? Oh, nice. Do you know much about this? You're a big soccer fan, aren't you? Clearly. <laughs> Christian Pulisic is one of the finest soccer players or football players in the world. And he plays in England. He plays for Chelsea. And the kid's 22 years old. So, you know, you imagine the talent this guy has. You know, we think of guys like Messi or uh, Ronaldo. And this kid's already being compared to all that. be something I can talk about another time but what? it all goes back to the song Blessings everything goes back yeah. to like something to do with Drake <laughs> I mean not to be funny but it's just like the obsession so let's just be clear did you think that he didn't want you to have Drake on that record or did he want to be on that record it was me and Drake uh-huh. it was me and Drake my album was due immediately due that day uh-huh. I played him I had been playing on the music Played on the final album He said he heard Blessings And said I have to be on here mm. And I was like bro I already got you on two songs On my album He hopped on two other songs already mm. On Dark Sky Paradise He was on One Man Could Change the World mm. and He was on All Your Fault mm. So that would have been Three songs he's on on the album He's like I need to be on this record right. I was like bro My, my, my pre-order goes up tomorrow He's like we about to do it right now And I helped him write his verse For the song for blessings. For blessings. Okay. So I hit up Drake. Drake was the one who came up with the idea of the song. Uh-huh. Drake had a concept, like, you know, a little scratch of the hook. We got in the studio and finished it together. So when I when I talked to Drake about it. Drake didn't want Kanye on there. I wouldn't say he didn't want him on it. I said his song is already done, you know. He was just kind of on some like, it don't really need it don't really need all that. It's already long. It was three verses already. Mm. And he was like, I mean, you don't, we don't really need him on it. But what I said was, and by the way, I helped Kanye write his verse. Mm-hmm. I said, bro, bro got to be on it, bro. Like, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. he said he, he had to be on it. He got to be on it. So, and I feel like that kind of, I don't know if that had any effect on me and Drake relationship. But like I said, Drake wasn't like, don't put him on his shit. Right. But, but I got the did. vibes. You know what right. I'm saying? Right, so anyway... I write the verse with Ye. Mm. I tell everybody in the studio, send it to mastering. His engineer, another person who was in the room, another person who was the CEO of Good, send it to the, I'm like, my shit comes out tomorrow. Mm. Okay, okay, for sure. Mm. Next day, I hit a mastering. I'm not an A&R, by the way, and I'm calling mastering. Oops. You get the verse? No, we didn't get any verse. My A&R like, oh, your pre-order is up. And it's going crazy. And what verse you didn't get? You didn't get Ye verse. I didn't get Ye verse to master him. Pre-order going crazy. Talk to Ye on the phone. Bro, pre-order going crazy. We're going to do the radio and the video version for Blessings. Is that cool? Yeah, it's cool. It's cool. Because he he didn't get into mastering. Right? I can see where this started from. Okay, cool. Everything happens. Videos, songs, you know, crazy. Next thing I know, we're shooting a video. And he's, he's spazzing on me. You, you did this cause of. You ain't do this because of like like I'm loyal to Drake, over him or something. I'm like, bro, you know I helped you write your verse. I was in the <laughs> studio with you. Right. Right. 
But I, I had this conversation with him a few times, and the reason that I know it's, I know it sits with him because when other things would happen, yo, I need yay support on this. He, you know, it's, it, it always would come back to this. Other people would know this story without me saying anything. Right. How the fuck you know about like what? Right. I had to pull him aside a few times and be like, yeah, you know, you know what happened, right? With that song, like cool. I, I helped you write the verse. Mm-hmm. So. That's just that's one aspect. Mm-hmm. Could be more. And like I said, I ain't on here gossiping or telling her what it is. No, but what I'm, I'm saying is this shit got to do, yeah. this shit got to do with this is shit that I've been holding around and carrying around as a, you know, as a soldier, as you know, you know, some some shit. But it's been bothering me, bro. Mm-hmm. It's been bothering me. And I'm like, I'm tired of like not being able to speak out because of other people and shit. When people don't got that same regard for me. Mm-hmm. Like I ain't. Like, I ain't motherfucking put the work in or, like, I ain't showed up for people or carried a label on my back. So, but how it was, I don't know if you heard. You should always remember. Tommy and Pisano Vuring, your roaming, your Rolex, your ring, and your SVR. This thing sounds like a remix. You'll meet alone. Hunting Lani, I'm at Twins now. My wedding man it was my cousin's wedding but when i pitched up they said my cousin's sick so i had to pitch in as the the the, the, the groom yeah boy so it wasn't my wedding yes, also that girl is my cousin it's not it's not my wife dude. that bitch got 30 bodies but she went on a date i love my plug so i gave him a plate he's serving that pack at a very low rate you ask for a gram but i give you the shake these diamonds are dripping gushing like a lake he see the Uzi, I turn all the tape. I'm counting up guala, stacking up the cake. I'm in an Impala skirting from the Jakes. Post to a base nas up in PG County. Clean like some downy. Grind for that sack like Jadavian Clowney. Price on his head, they looking for a bounty. Keeping an iron like Robert Downey. Junior. Twitter talking. Okay, boomer. Bitch, I'm in Oklahoma like a sooner. She give me brain. Call her a tutor. You talking that shit, all I hear is a rumor. Off of the shrooms, I call me a Uber. I love a bitch with a good sense of humor. Got me a pint of walk up in the cooler. You came out the mud, posted in the sewer. I need the love, ain't talking computer. Switching sides, I knew you was a chooser. You was a I'm still here, dog. I'm still here. Right? And I'm here to tell you that no weapon formed against me shall prosper. Legit, bruv, I took on COVID and I'm still here. Right? So FDA, cut the shit. How about that? Cut the shit. Enough. 
Enough. Cut the shit. The Jibrov, tell J&J to stop. These are all fucking facts. We live in a crazy fucking world, bruv. The fuck is going on? And yo, did y'all see that? The United States has officially recorded over 800,000 COVID-19 deaths. I mean, bruv, COVID-19 is mad real. And where there's more than 1,200 people die from COVID-19 each day in the United States of America. Right? The United States of Bold Eagles. Legit, bruv. Yo, fam. Yo. Whoa. Whoa. The world is fucking crazy, bruv. 1,200 people die from COVID-19 every day in the USA. Buckle the fuck up. COVID-19 is mad real. Right? Niggas in Europe out there panicking over Omicron. France is out there banning flights from and to the UK. It's getting out of hand. Right? We live in a crazy fucking world, bruv. Keep your fucking head on a swivel. Omicron is here. Even though, even though it's not, you know, it's not crazy. I mean, I mean, Omicron is not the Delta variant. Right? I mean, people are dying in the USA, but they are mainly dying from the Delta variant. Omicron is just chilling. Omicron is like, yo, you know, I'm trying to kill niggas, but not really. You know what I mean? Omicron is out there just, you know, Omicron is not sure. Omicron is not sure that, you know what I mean? Like, like it's not sure. It's like, yo, I don't know my place in all of this. You feel me? I'm nervous. Right? That's Omicron. And I respect that. I respect Omicron. Omicron is basically a Gen Z. Right? Legit. Omicron is somewhere between I want to fight for the world. I want to save the world. And I want to make money. I also want to drive a Porsche. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's not sure. It's not sure. Right? It ain't sure. But you feel me? But it is what it is. What it is. You feel me? The jet bro, the Delta variant is, is a fucking millennial. Millennials are like, yo, I'm trying to survive by any means necessary. Fuck all of that kumbaya shit. Fuck saving the world, Greta Thunberg. Oh, damn you. Fuck that. Fuck that. We live in a crazy world, bro. We live in a crazy fucking world. And my nose is blocked. Like, my one nostril is blocked. Like, what the fuck? Can you hear that? You know? Shit, what's going on? What the fuck is going on? What's in there? What? What's in there? Huh? What the fuck? Yo, what the fuck is in my nose? What's in there? I think I have a fucking alien in there, bruv. He's trying to fucking communicate with me. Like, yo, Maui, yo. Yo, Maui, yo, man. I fuck with you. I'm your biggest fan. You know what I mean? Like, like what's going on in my nose, dude? <laughs> it's crazy. Fucking gross, but it's all good. I'm human. You know what I mean? I'm human. I'm human. We live in a crazy fucking world, bruv. 800,000 people have died from COVID-19 in the U.S. of A. Keep your fucking head on a swivel. Legit, bruv. And where it is, where it is, around 75% of the 800,000 COVID-19 deaths have involved people 
65 years old or older. So, bruv, yeah. It's crazy, bruv. One in 100 older Americans have died from COVID-19. You feel me? And also, fat fucks. Where it is COVID-19, you know, is prone to chilling, you know, and fat. You know, just uh, where does COVID-19 loves hanging around fat, right? The fatty parts of your body, it'd be out there, you know, like, just fucking shooting dice or some shit like that, playing freeze tag. Who the fuck knows? Who the fuck knows what COVID-19 does, you know, for fun? Like, you know what I mean? Like, COVID-19 be out there just playing, you know, I'm just playing around, right? Playing tennis, smoking a cigar. I mean, it is what it is. COVID-19 is a fun guy. <laughs> Legit, COVID-19 is fun. Keep your fucking head on a swivel, Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck is out there wilding. Again, I ask, what the fuck is going on in Hollywood? Ben Affleck says that his marriage to his ex-wife, Jennifer Garner, helped to kickstart his alcoholism. He claims that, yo, he turned to booze. To cope with the feeling of being trapped when he was still married to Jennifer Garner. I mean, like, fam, blaming your fucking alcoholic behavior on your wife, like, bruh, yo, that's a, yo, that's a fucking asshole move. You an asshole, basically, in a nutshell, Batman. You a fuck, yo, you, sir, are an asshole. Okay? Batman, Daredevil. Hey, you are an asshole, sir. The fuck is going on? Oh, oh I felt trapped. Oh, I felt trapped. What the fuck is happening, bruv? Fam, yo, 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 this fucking guy. Howard Stern. Yo, Howard Stern is basically McG. Right? He's basically MacGyver. Like, bruv, everybody who goes onto his show just just ends up saying a bit too much. Right? Billie Eilish went on there and, and she started talking about porn. Like, oh my god, like, you know, I was out there watching Bukaki at the age of 11. And now Ben Affleck is out here talking about how he felt trapped. Who's next? Will Smith? Oh my god, no. No, no, no Will Smith, please. Please, Jesus Christ. It's craziness, bruv. The world is fucking crazy, bruv. Celebrities, yo, they are out here wildin'. And uh, North Korea knows that. North Korea knows that celebrities aren't good. Right? Hence, North Korea is out there executing people for watching K-pop videos. It's crazy, bruv. Legit, bruv. At least seven people have been put to death in the past decade for watching or distributing K-pop videos in North Korea. Bruv, yo, my dog, Kim Jong-un, calls K-pop a vicious cancer. You pop us out dance over there, bruv. Niggas be clocking the fuck out all day, every day, day. You be out there watching BTS. <laughs> you know you be out there, listen, you be out there watching BTS, having a good time. And then Kim Jong-un kicks down your door, waving the 4-4. And he literally, literally, 
pushes your life back from being front and center to literally going behind the scenes. When you're good, you're good. The you bruv. When you're good, listen. When you're good, you're good. I mean, I just, I, you know, I just open my mouth and shit and, and fly shit just. You know what I mean? Just, just, just flies out of my mouth. You feel me? Like I open my mouth and just and, and turns with wings. Just, just fly out of my mouth. Legit, bro. Listen, hey, fly shit be literally flying out of my mouth, bro. Listen, bro. Yo, my mouth is a sewer. Fly shit just flies out of my mouth. Feces galore. Like. Microphone all brown, it smells like shit. It's crazy. That's what I do. That's what I fucking do, bruv. Fly shit just flies out of my mouth, nigga. The jet splat. Right? Splat, diarrhea, spraying up. Everywhere, bruv. There's what it is. I do this. I fucking do this, bruv. Yo. Kim Jong-un, Kim Jong-un ain't playing around. Kim Jong-un is not playing around. He's out there murking niggas for watching K-pop. <laughs> and he pop himself dance, my nigga. I mean, we live in a crazy fucking time. We live in a crazy fucking time. Did y'all know that all radio stations and, and TV channels are set to receive government broadcasts only in North Korea. I mean, imagine a world without Charlemagne the God. Imagine a world without Maui Mao. Imagine a world without YFM. Yona Giona. Imagine a world without Skumba. Like, bro, what kind of world is that? What kind of world is that? Oh, I know. Ditombo in his dream world. Like, bro, we live in a crazy fucking world. We need, listen, listen, we need lunatics on the mic. We need crazy people with microphones in hand. Crazy people like me. Because niggas like me are honest. Niggas like me only distribute the truth. Do I call women bitches here and there? Yeah, but let's keep it a buck. These bitches love it. Right? And by the way, there's a difference between a queen, right? A strong woman and a thotty. There's a difference between a hoe and a queen. Know the difference, right? So if I call a bitch a bitch, a hoe a hoe... <laughs> Right? It don't mean that I also view the queens in that way. Jeb bruv, I call bitches bitches and I call queens queens. Right? And also niggas are bitches too. Niggas are hoes too, so it goes both ways. Right? It goes both fucking ways. Like the characters on You, Me, Her. Listen, bruv, all I'm trying to say is the world is just 
it's just getting weirder by the day. The future is looking bleak. Climate change is here and climate change is destroying everything. And I hope that our kids and their kids and their kids' kids will be will be able to solve this fucking crisis. Even though I think it's a bit impossible, but, you know, who knows? Because, you know, the future, like, future kids, right, are going to be more, more intelligent than us. Or at least I hope so. And, um... I really don't know, bruv. I'm just a... I'm just a truth teller with a microphone. Um, And I'm worried about the future for real. And, you know... I really don't know what's gonna happen. But... Man, climate change is out here. Spring, summer and fall Winter, spring, summer and fall Four seasons, four loves Four seasons, four loves Climate change is mad real. And the thing about climate change is that it doesn't give a fuck about your political views. Legit. It doesn't care about your political leanings. Your fucking affiliations. It doesn't care about how much money you have. It doesn't give a fuck about your views on on gay rights. It doesn't care if you are pro-life or pro-abortion. It doesn't give a fuck if you are racist. Right? If you are leftist. If you are on the right wing of politics. <laughs> doesn't give a fuck if you live in a mansion, in a shack. Right? It doesn't care. Because climate change is brought to you by Mother Nature. And Mother Nature doesn't care about human ideals and human politics. Everything is made up anyway. I really worry about the future. I'm worried about my grandkids. I hope they are listening in the future. Like, I hope they are listening to this and and they can hear their grandfather, <laughs> right? Like, just just trying to to understand and comprehend this climate crisis. And, um... I have no solutions because I think it's too late. <laughs> I mean, bruv, like, what's the ROI in planting trees now? Like, there's nothing we can do. It don't matter how many trees we plant. Uh, we can't reverse global warming. So, um, I hope that, you know, the the future you know, just figures this whole thing out. And by the future, I mean, like, you know, future generations. Um, I hope they figure this shit out. You know, I mean, we live in a crazy fucking time. But for now, Indota must take care of his family. 
Indota must work hard and, and ensure that his progeny are in a good a good position. It's crazy, man. I mean, some people are already living through the devastation of climate change. We got tornadoes popping up everywhere. We got floods. You know, it's... I feel bad for poor people. I feel bad for people who live in huts, shacks. Right, poor people who live next to rivers. I mean, bruv, Alexander. I mean, Alexander is right next to the Jaske River. I mean, bruv. I feel bad for those people over there. And, um... You know, honesty, man. Like, I think we... We we take for granted just how lucky we are sometimes. If you are listening to this shit, you are lucky. You are one of the lucky ones. <laughs> right? You are lucky. Um uh, I'm grateful. I'm grateful that you know, I have the means to to make it through. <laughs> you feel me? I'm grateful that I have the means to to be able to survive. You feel me? Uh, I have comfort. I have the means to. To be able to afford a bit of comfort. A slice of. Of heaven. A slice of. Of sanity. Because. I know that most people. Don't have that. And so I'm grateful. And I wish. I wish I could do more. Um, but I think you know. I will. I'll figure it out and and I'll help wherever I can. But but for now, man, Indota must must go chill. Indota must go take a bath. <laughs> Indota must go read something. Indota must go have a cup of coffee. Indota must go look at the sky. Indota must appreciate life. Appreciate life. That's what Indota must do. Amen. 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 Amen with the horns now. Amen. With the rhythm now, hey. Amen. Hey, amen. Hey, amen. Amen. Everybody now, hey, amen. Hey, amen. Hey, amen. Hey, amen. Amen. This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. 
Getting spooky. It's 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 getting spooky. Weird times. Global weirding. Estoy muy orgulloso por, por mi carrera, muy feliz. Eh, nada, siempre he soñado jugar al fútbol de, de los cinco años que, que he tocado una pelota. Y, y nada, mi, mi sueño era jugar en primera división. Y nunca he pensado llegar a Europa. 
Eh, así que nada, quiero agradecer a todos, eh, a Independiente, que, que, que es donde me formé, después del Atlético de Madrid, que han venido acá, eh, que han apostado por mí con solo 18 años, han apostado en mí, en que pueda hacer las cosas bien en Europa. Y bueno, la gente del City, que bueno, ya saben lo que siento por el City. Y, y bueno, he dejado lo mejor ahí. Y, y nada, eh, estoy muy agradecido porque me trataron muy bien. Y bueno, la gente del Barça que cuando Joan y todo el equipo han contactado conmigo, la verdad que nada, increíble. Sabía que venía eh, uno de los mejores equipos del mundo, sin duda. Pero, pero bueno, las cosas pasan por algo. Y estoy muy, muy agradecido porque que llegué me trataron muy bien. Y a la gente también. Y bueno, y claramente a la selección argentina que, que bueno, es lo que más amo. Leo Messi and Kun Agüero are inseparable. The best friends have known each other since the start of their careers. But a tragedy, more specifically a death, is what sealed their bond in the first place. Messi and Aguero, Aguero and Messi. They go together like Chandler and Joey, like Troy and Abed, like Cristiano Ronaldo and his mirror. Much like their job, their friendship is goals. Son muchísimas cosas que venimos acumulando. Y que... And it all started just before the 2005 Under-20 World Cup. Leo was chatting with his national squad teammates at lunch. That's when Kuhn went up to him and asked, Who are you? When Leo replied, Lionel. Kuhn asked again, Yeah, but what's your last name? Messi. I had no idea who he was. He laughed. Everyone laughed. Then I remembered hearing on the news about this kid that was in Barcelona. That's where it all started. Kuhn and Leo became roommates for the World Cup. The two were the youngest in the squad, but it was their coach who made that call. He wanted Aguero to stay close to Messi, as he thought Kuhn would make it in Europe in the future, and Leo's experience might help him. Well, he was right. But it was a tragic event that really brought them to be brothers for life. Emiliano Molina was Aguero's best friend at Independiente. Together, they dreamt of making it into the first team. While Kuhn was at the U-20 World Cup, Molina was involved in a serious car crash. He was rushed to the hospital and his life was at risk. Sergio was miles away from Argentina while his friend fought for his life. Then one night, everyone's worst fears came to be. Emiliano died. Leo Messi had woken up first that day and read the news online. He was the one who told Kuhn his childhood friend was dead. Afterwards, they hugged and cried for a long time, helping each other through the grief. It was a very hard moment that strengthened their relationship. The way they told me about it shocks me to this day. That was the moment the duo decided they were on a mission. Argentina had started the World Cup with a loss. Afterwards, they won every single game, while getting up to some mischief along the way. Like the time they broke curfew before a match and raided the snack machine in the hotel lobby. 
But together, they destroyed David Silva and Cesc Fabregas' Spain 3-1 in the quarterfinals and crushed Felipe Luis and Rafinha's Brazil in the semis and conquered the World Cup against Obi Mikel's Nigeria. Nothing, and I mean nothing, could stop them. Leo Messi was the top scorer and best player of the tournament, while a young Aguero would come off the bench to disrupt matches. Argentina won more than the under-20 World Cup. Their two biggest prospects became BFFs. That's something you can't buy, plan, or script. The key to their relationship is their different personalities. Kuhn's a funny guy. He never stops. I'm more chill. Aguero and Messi combined for the gold in the 2008 Olympics. Off the pitch, they are still roommates at every national team event. And they still dream of lifting the World Cup for Argentina, together as brothers. see a date you know you see a date you can tell it's the first date because the way they're wa they're walking together and she's looking up at his face trying to figure him out and he's just a mess <laughs> the guy in a first date is just he has no actual personality he's just a mishmash of different kinds of dudes for a couple of seconds each just anything no cohesive just like a like a ransom note cut out of a lot of magazines just, yeah, you know, <laughs> well, yes, I think so too. <laughs> Whatever, just like a blind dick in space, just thrusting in infinite directions, hoping to find pay dirt at some place. And then sometimes you see a date that's later down the line and something has happened. There's something that happens in a date that I never get to witness because women do this. They get to do it inside. They get to just decide quietly. I'm going to let him fuck me. They just get to decide. Something he says and she's like, that was good. He's going to fuck me later. And he has, he has no idea. There's still, he's still like trying all this shit. He still has no idea he's already in there. for seeing business opportunities in Uganda here than, the, than your Western companies. But the Chinese see, see the opportunities and they come and they are knocking and, and they are coming very vigorously. 
That's Ugandan President Yoweri Museveni in a Reuters exclusive interview. I... Museveni has been in power since 1986 and one of Africa's longest serving leaders. And he says that Western companies may be losing interest in his country. But China is upping its game there. He says Uganda was working to sign a number of deals with Chinese private sector lenders in sectors such as agro and fertilizer processing, minerals processing and textiles. So I think it is a combination of the, of the ideology and, 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 and the, the interest, uh, the interest of, 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 of people who want opportunities. Uh, but also so the ideology is the government encourages them, I think, I think it encourages their private companies, while the, the Western company, governments are lecturing us. You find somebody lecturing, you were observing, you see really madness. What are you telling me what, what, I, don't, what I don't know? So, so, so there is that disconnection between us and the, and the Western, Western systems. Chinese state entities and private sector firms have long been a driving force of investment in Africa, lending countries on the continent hundreds of billions of dollars as part of the Belt and Road Initiative. According to the Uganda Investment Authority, the country ranked third in Africa on foreign direct investment from China in recent years. Then on corruption. Talking about the fight against corruption, Museveni acknowledged more effort was needed. No, we started from the beginning by creating the law, putting in place the, the law, the institutions. But what I told your friends was that the problem has been the, the money of those institutions. Uh, we, we think the, 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 sometimes they get also infiltrated and they, they don't become as effective. And that's what we are sorting out. Meanwhile, Uganda has lost its only international airport that it had to China after it failed to repay its loan. Now, Uganda is the latest African nation to fall into China's debt trap and has had to give up one of its key national assets to China because it was not able to repay the installments of the loan. In 2015, China's Export-Import Bank had lent Uganda a sum of $207 million. The loan had a maturity period of about 20 years, including a seven-year grace period. But African media outlets have reported that the loan had repayment conditions, which allowed the Chinese lender to take possession of the Entebbe International Airport, the only international airport in Uganda. Last week, Uganda's finance minister apologized to the parliament for mishandling the multi-million dollar loan. And according to the African media, a delegation of the Ugandan officials visited China earlier this year in an attempt to renegotiate the clauses of the loan agreement. But all of this in vain. The Entebbe International Airport is Uganda's largest commercial and military airport and is best known as the location for the dramatic rescue operations that were carried out by the Israeli Special Forces back in 1976, where about 100 people had been held hostage at the airport after their Air France flight was hijacked by the militant group of the PFLP and the Revolutionary Cells Organization. 
did I just watch with the Champions League draw? Now, if you're a crazy football fan like me, I woke up at 6 a.m. today to watch the UCL draw. We got Man United against PSG, one of the biggest matchups we could have potentially seen with Messi taking on Ronaldo, but now the draw is going to have to be redone. Reports started to circulate online that the draw was rigged and that something had gone terribly wrong, but now UEFA has confirmed this and said that a technical problem was the cause of the error. I'm not so sure about that. The draw will be redone at 3 p.m. Central European Time or 9 a.m. Eastern Time here in the United States. Basically, there were three huge errors in the draw, and the first was that Atletico Madrid was incorrectly not provided as an option to Man United. United was initially drawn against Villarreal, which wasn't possible because they came from the same group, and then the same thing happened with Liverpool and Atletico Madrid, but they were both put back. Now, obviously, we all want to see this matchup, Man United against PSG, but man, UEFA can never get anything right. Ben Affleck and girlfriend J-Lo put on a united front walking hand in hand as the actor faces blistering criticism over comments he made about his marriage to ex-wife Jennifer Garner. Affleck appeared on Jimmy Kimmel Live to promote his new film, The Tender Bar, and found himself defending comments he made earlier in the week on the Howard Stern Show. Part of why I started drinking alcohol was I was trapped. You know, I was like, I can't leave because of my kids, but I'm not happy, what do I do? And what I did was like, you know, drink a bottle of scotch and fall asleep on the couch, which turned out not to be the solution. And I started seeing all this stuff come up on Twitter and I was like, look, it said that I had blamed my ex-wife for my alcoholism and that I was trapped in this marriage, like just made me out to be like the worst, most insensitive, stupid, awful guy. He insists his comments were taken out of context. That's not true. I don't believe that. It's the exact opposite of who I am, what I believe, and I would never want my kids to think I would ever say a bad word about their mom because this I really upset you. I mean, obviously, it hurts my feelings. Affleck says he respects and deeply cares for his ex-wife. Today, Howard Stern is coming to his defense. He felt trapped in his marriage and his way of dealing with it was he drank. That ain't him blaming his wife for his drinking. He's saying, I didn't know what to do with myself. I had to figure all this out. And, and man, God bless him for saying it. For more context, Stern released this video clip from the two-hour interview where Affleck speaks about the breakdown of his marriage. We grew apart. We had a marriage that didn't work. This happens. There's somebody I love and respect, but to whom I, I shouldn't be married any longer. Both of us felt like we don't want this to be the model that our kids see of marriage. I would never want my kids to think I would ever say a bad word about their mom. Last time you were here. Affleck also said he decided to get sober when he realized his drinking was impacting his children. Earlier this week, researchers at the world's largest Earth Science Conference presented some sobering climate news. They estimate the ice shelf on Antarctica's massive Thwaites Glacier 
could collapse within the next five years, causing a dramatic sea level rise. The rapid transformation would have major impacts across the globe. For more, we want to bring in CBS News meteorologist and climate specialist Jeff Berardelli for the first time in person since like two years ago, it's, Jeff. It it's, is, it's, it's been a while, yeah. Yes. It's nice to be here, though, i got to tell you. Well, so explain to us what's going on with this glacier, because you were saying during the break when we were talking about it that this is also more popularly known, and the way that many of our viewers might know it is as the Doomsday Glacier for and, a particular reason. And there's a good reason for it. Uh, so, you know, this is interesting. What's happening here is that water temperatures down in the Southern Ocean, especially up against uh, the ice shelves and the glacier, have increased by around three to four degrees above normal uh, for, for, you know, and because of that, it's eating away at the underside of these glaciers. So we have an animation that I want to show you. We'll kind of put it into perspective for you. First of all, we'll show you where Antarctica is, clearly on the bottom of our planet. And there are two key glaciers that we're worried about. We're going to be talking about Thwaites today, but its neighbor is Pine Island, and we're concerned about that as well. You mentioned Thwaites is called the Doomsday Glacier. So let's kind of fly into the glacier now and show you why this is becoming unstable. So because water temperatures are a few degrees above normal, it's eating away at the underside of this glacier, and it's destabilizing the glacier. The glacier itself is starting to develop a lot of cracks and fractures. In fact, it's in an advanced stage right now. It's kind of like a windshield. If you get a crack in a windshield, it's slow at first, but it starts to kind of spider out, and then everything shatters. Well, that's what's happening right here. And this is the ice shelf. So this is the ice that's floating on the water. So therefore, it can melt, and it would not raise sea level rise. However, hmm. it's like a wine cork. It, it kind of acts as a buttress or a wall, keeping the glacier, the, the, the ice that's on land itself, behind it stable. You pull out that wine cork and all that ice on land begins to fall out. So they're saying that we could see the ice shelf break up in three to five years and then the ice sheet behind it begins to slide uh, into the ocean at a much faster pace. And then we're potentially looking at sea level rise. Yeah. And, we, and how much might that be? Well, if the weights, if the whole thing collapses and falls into the southern ocean, that would be around two feet of sea level rise. So that'd be the glacier itself. Now, if it destabilizes its neighbor, Pine Island, which is also very unstable, then we add a few more to that. So several feet of sea level rise is possible. Uh, and then if you were to destabilize all of the West Antarctic area, it would be over 10 feet of sea level rise. Catastrophic. Yeah. Well, Jeff, you know what? It seems like every month we are hearing about climate change and more problems with climate change and whether... Is this any different? Is this all still mm -hmm. part of that same narrative? Give us hope if it's there and give us caution if it's not. Well, the hope is that we just have to, we have to solve the problem. That's, that's the hope. We can do it. Uh, but in particular, this report, I've never heard anything like this before. Now, I've covered a lot of these. I've read a lot of these papers. I've covered a lot of these reports. I always ask the scientists, you know, okay, how long is it going to take for the glacier to fall into the ocean. How long is it going to take for sea level rise to happen? And they never, you can never pin them down on, on a time frame. They're always like, oh, it's many decades in the future, probably centuries. This time they're saying the ice shelf could collapse in three to five years. So there's a, not only a timetable, but a short-term timetable. Um, and it doesn't mean that, that all of the, you know, we're going to see sea level rise right away. It's going to take quite a while for it to happen. Still decades, but it's going to happen much faster than it could have happened and we're beginning to hit tipping points now so that's the real danger here is that the biggest takeaway that you took from this report yes i mean we're inches away from tipping points it's, it's not going to happen linearly anymore it's not going to happen gradually anymore 
once we hit these tipping points, things can happen really quickly. And once you start to fracture and, and make a certain part of the glacier unstable, every, it's kind of like a domino effect. Everything starts to become unstable. And I'll just add one more thing to it. Look at what happened this week. We had one of the worst tornado outbreaks in U.S. history on Friday night and Saturday. In Fast December. In December. Fast forward a few days later, the worst and most widespread wind event I've ever seen. All the meteorologists keep saying, well, we've never seen this before. I don't think we'll ever see this again. And then a couple of weeks later or a few weeks later, bang, another unprecedented event happens. And so it's, they're starting to come fast and furious. We are destabilizing the climate. It will never, ever be the same again. But we can stop the worst of it. We can do it, but we have to really, you know, try hard. And that, we're not doing that right now. Well, Jeff, I also want to say thank you as you and your family, newly expanded yes, family, we have a little daughter, are Gracely. moving moving back home to your home state of Florida. Yep. Want yeah. to wish you well and all the very best. It's thank been a you. pleasure. It's been so much. Yeah, it's been great. Thank you. Thank you, Jeff. Yeah. As a woman, I think porn is a disgrace, and I used to watch a lot of porn, to be honest. Billie Eilish was opening up about her sex life and her first time watching porn. The 19-year-old Grammy winner was on The Howard Stern Show on Tuesday and talked about the inspiration behind her song, Male Fantasy, which has a verse about porn. During the conversation, she revealed she first watched porn when she was 11 years old. As a woman, I think porn is a disgrace, and I used to watch a lot of porn, to be honest. I started watching porn when I was like 11. Wow. And, um, you know, it's, I, I didn't understand why it was a, a bad thing. I thought, I thought that's how you learned how to have sex. The bad guy songstress told Howard that watching it helped her feel like, quote, one of the guys, and that she would talk about porn before she realized how bad it was. I think it really destroyed my brain and um, I feel incredibly devastated that I was exposed to so much porn. I think that I had like sleep paralysis and these like almost like night terror slash just nightmares because of it. I think that's how they started because I would just watch abusive, you know, BDSM and that's what I thought was attractive. And I just didn't, I, it got to a point where like, I like didn't, I couldn't watch anything else like unless it was violent I like didn't think it was attractive and I had I was a virgin I had never done anything. Billy added that watching abusive porn led to problems when she started getting sexually active. The first few times I you know had sex I was not saying no to things that were not good and it's because I thought that that's what I was supposed to be attracted to and I just, I am, I'm so angry that porn is so loved and I'm so angry at myself for, for thinking that it was okay. And, and, um, it, it, it just is the, the way that like vaginas look in porn is crazy. No vaginas look like that. Women's bodies don't look like that. We don't come like that. We don't it, it enjoy things that are what it looks like people are enjoying. The Golden Globe nominee, who is usually pretty hush about her dating life, talked about how hard it is for a celebrity to find romance. I'm not a I'm not a serial dater. I'm not a person that goes and looks for people. I'm not. I'm just 
Billy isn't at the club. No, I don't go to stuff and flirt with people. It's really hard to meet people when, you know, people are either terrified of you or think you're out of their league or that they could, you know, it, it's it's hard. It is hard. And I, I, I definitely, like last year, thought I would be single for the rest of my life. It was a great, very That's depressing. realistic thing to be thinking. But I, I, I genuinely couldn't even picture myself in a relationship of any sort. And um, mm. I got over that pretty fast. The Happier Than Ever singer also revealed she had a bad case of the coronavirus in August. How it was bad not, was it? It was bad. It was bad. bad. I mean, I, I, I wasn't, I didn't die and I wasn't going to die, but that does not take away from how miserable it was. I mean, it was terrible. I, I still have side effects. I mean, I was, I was sick for like, Two, like two months almost. Um, Jesus. And it, this was in um, August. August, like a couple months ago. Although the songstress admits she felt horrible, she credits the vaccine for helping keep her alive. I, I want it to be clear that it's it's it is because of the vaccine that I'm fine. Because if I, I think if I weren't, if I weren't vaccinated, I would have like died, because it was bad. I mean, but it was, it was just, it, okay, when I say it was bad, Tell I me. more just mean that it felt horrible, but really in the scheme of, of COVID, it was not bad. Like, you know what I mean? When you're sick, it feels f***ing horrible. When you have a cold, you know, I have a cold right now. When, when you have, you know, the flu, it feels like you're dying when right. you're okay. Seventy-seven countries have now reported cases of Omicron, and the reality is that Omicron is probably in most countries, even if it hasn't been detected yet. Omicron is spreading at a rate we have not seen with any previous variant. We're concerned that people are dismissing Omicron, Omicron as mild. Surely? We have learned by now that we underestimate this virus at our peril. Even if Omicron does cause less severe disease, the sheer number of cases could once again overwhelm unprepared health systems. I need to be very clear. Vaccines alone will not get any country out of this crisis. Countries can and must prevent the spread of Omicron with measures that work today. It's not vaccines instead of masks. It's not vaccines instead of distancing. It's not vaccines instead of ventilation or hand hygiene. Do it all. Do it consistently. Do it well. The amount of riding that was taking place in these tweets was unbearable. So unbearable that Kevin Durant had to call your ass out. Damn. You see, I ain't going front. We all wanted this to be LeBron. Only because you always talk about him. But Kevin Durant doing it makes it so much worse. Because you was on the timeline gassing this man to the fullest. Best player in the world. KD MVP. You see that, LeBron? Now, don't get it twisted. KD's really like that. 
But damn, bro, you really thought you had a friend. You was on the timeline, got caught in 4K looking like an unclaimed side chick. Doing all that topping, first name, not even Obi. Damn, Skip. You see, this is what happens when you spend more time on balls than watching ball. Change your approach. You're doing too much. Now you got to be embarrassed when you sit across Shannon Sharp and he in your face smiling. What you got to say now, Skip? Hey, Skip, I seen what Kevin Durant said about you. Damn. Tragic. I want to send a direct message to the American people. Due to the steps we've taken, Omicron has not yet spread as fast as it would have otherwise done. And that's happening in Europe. But it's here now, and it's spreading, and it's going to increase. For unvaccinated, we are looking at a winter of severe illness and death for unvaccinated. For themselves, their families, and the hospitals, they'll soon overwhelm. But there's good news. If you're vaccinated, you have your booster shot, you're protected from severe illness and death, period. Number two, booster shots work. Three, boosters are free, safe, and convenient. About 60 million people have one, have been boosted. So go get your shot today. Go get boosted if you had your first two shots. If you haven't, go get your first shot. It's time. It's time. It's past time. And we're going to protect our economic recovery if we do this. We're going to keep schools and businesses open if we do this. And I want to see everyone around enjoy that. I want to see them enjoy the fact that they're able to be in school, the businesses are open, and the holidays are coming. Omicron is here. It's going to start to spread much more rapidly at the beginning of the year. And the only real protection is to get your shots. If you get one shot, if you haven't gotten it yet, that'll help. If you're at the point where you have everything, including your booster, you're in really good shape. So move now. Move now. President of this country, is it Joe Manchin or Joe Biden, Madam Vice President? Come on, Charlemagne. I really, Come on. I, it's Joe Biden. I can't no, tell no, no, sometimes. No, 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 no. It's Joe Biden. It's Joe Biden. And don't start talking like a Republican about asking whether or not he's president. Do, it's Joe Biden. Do you think Joe Manchin and, is and a problem? It's Joe, and, it's Joe, and it's Joe Biden, and I'm vice president, and my name is Kamala Harris. And the reality is, because we are in office, we do the things like the child tax credit, which is going to reduce black child poverty by 50% on track to do that. We do things that are about saying that our Department of Justice is going to do these investigations and require that we end chokeholds and have body cameras. It is the work of saying we're going to get lead out of pipes and paint because our babies are suffering because of that. It is the work of saying people who ride public transit deserve the same kind of dignity that anybody else does. So let's improve that system are seeing the value of educators when they had to bring their kids. <laughs> How the fuck is that hilarious? And don't you black people ever forget one thing. The man that helped Jesus carry that cross was a black man. And don't ever forget another thing. Jesus belongs to Africa as much as he does to Europe and Asia. He was born in that part of the world 
that touches Africa and Asia and Europe. And Jesus was not a white man like me, nor was he as black as some of you. We don't know what the color of his skin, but it must have been a dark color like the people of his day, because he was a man like them. Don't ever say it's a white man's religion or a black man's religion. It's a world religion. He belongs to the world. It's undeniable. We are facing a global climate emergency. But there is hope. We can still slow global heating and dramatically lessen its impact. But without action, the conditions for living on Earth will get worse. Fires, floods, storms, droughts, hunger, conflict, poverty, grief, anxiety. By 2050, pollution may be so bad, there might not be fresh air to breathe. Rising ocean temperatures could destroy nearly all the world's coral, decimating our fish stocks. Global harvests will likely be failing, sending our food prices skyrocketing, and even more people into food poverty. Our world could be so catastrophically hot that sea level rise would displace millions. Increased risk of disease, war and mass migration would create global chaos. It doesn't have to be this way. Averting the worst is still achievable if we act now. It will be hard, but together we can make a difference. We need to cut our carbon emissions in half by 2030, then half again by 2040, and then again by 2050 and push our corporate and political leaders to do the same. Not tomorrow, today. Write to your elected representative. Tell them it's time to act or they'll lose your vote. Support an organization that's lobbying to eradicate fossil fuel emissions and revolutionize agriculture. March for change. Call for climate justice. A green future that benefits everyone. If we act now, there is a chance that by 2050, our hard work can help deliver a world with clean air powered by wind and sun, a world with more space for wildlife, a world regenerated by all of us, a world ready for whatever comes next. To the story we brought you earlier this week about a $4,400 tip. Two Bentonville waitresses received it while on the job. Since then, one of the waitresses no longer works at the restaurant. Five News reporter Michael Wilson is in Bentonville. He spoke with that waitress and the restaurant, asking why she no longer works there. Former oven and tap server Ryan Brent says the last eight days have been emotional. We are tipping a total of $4,000. <laughs> That's Ryan Monday, tearing up after receiving a $2,200 tip in cash. I was definitely like just shocked and overwhelmed with joy and gratitude in that moment as soon as I realized what he was saying. Business owner Grant Wise presented that massive tip to Ryan and a co-worker. 30 minutes later, Ryan says she was told she can only keep 20% of the tip, splitting it with the rest of the oven and tap staff. 
to turn right back around and find out that I wasn't keeping it was kind of disheartening because we don't tip share in any way. Oven and Tap tells me otherwise, sending Five News a statement reading in part, the server who was terminated was not let go because she chose to keep the tip money. The restaurant also says tip sharing is a common industry practice. It follows. Ryan messaged the tippers about what happened and they came back to take the money. Later, giving it to Ryan, but then Tuesday morning came. They fired me from Oven and Tap over the phone and I've been there for three and a half years. So that was also like really heartbreaking. Especially when I didn't think that I did anything wrong. Oven and Tap confirming with Five News, Ryan is no longer employed there. The statement we received says in part, Oven and Tap does not deliver terminations lightly because we value our employees and highly respect their privacy. We never discuss personnel issues. The server who was terminated several days after the group dined with us was not let go because she chose to keep the tip money. The restaurant says the other waitress who received the tip is still employed at the restaurant. In Bentonville, covering news where you live, Mike Wilson, 5 News. Has done it from time to time. Just every bit. Oh, that's a it has been for him. Oh, and you know what he did? Mm. He looked to the body like he was going to throw something there, and it then he came with the overhand right. So he looked down as if he was going to throw a jab or a right hand to the body. See, he looked down and he, and he fainted with the jab and came with the right hand. So there was nuance to what he did. It wasn't uh, just a wild right hand. And boy, oh boy, that just flattened uh, Tyron Woodley. And Jake Paul gets his Christmas wish. He didn't get a knockout in the fifth, but he did get it very oh, early He in wanted the sixth. a knockout. He, he got, got it. it. He got it in the sixth round. And the Paul family celebrating. This highlight reel knockout. Say what you will about the problem, child. He delivers here tonight, closes the show in emphatic fashion.
people every day were dying of COVID. So people started saying this. This is 9-11 every day. <laughs> this is literally 9-11 every day. When did we start measuring deaths in 9-11s? When did that become the new how many football fields long is it? For mass death. How many 9-11s was World War II? Can we look it up? I know the Holocaust was 2,000 9-11s. 9-11 wasn't that bad, it was just one. Only one 9-11 of people died on 9-11. That's like nobody died that day. Try to kill Louis C.K. <laughs> they won't stop till that man is dead. They're trying to kill Louis C.K., you know? <laughs> Who would have thought in 2018 I would be the most powerful Louis in comedy? <laughs> Nobody saw that coming. What did Louis C.K. really do? What did he do? He jerked off in front of a few women, right? Who hasn't? <laughs> what, are we gonna be fucking school children about this? Who hasn't? That's a consolation prize anytime my girlfriend doesn't wanna fuck. <laughs> it's her idea most of the time. She's like, just jerk off, all right? I'm like, fine. Then I do it angrily at her. <sighs> you hit her with your elbows so she can't fall asleep. Wake up, bitch. <sighs> I ain't going to fucking sleep. That's why I'm done. You come on her thigh, you go to sleep, you don't talk about it. It's true. And look, I'm a feminist first, okay? Everyone knows that about me. I say you gotta treat men and women equally. I really do believe that, okay? But I don't believe that Louis C.K. was treated fairly. I really don't. Because Louis C.K. lost like $30 million worth of TV work. These women were jerked off in front of. That's not the same. Like, miss, what would you rather? Would you rather lose $30 million or would you rather have a man jerk off in front of you? I would rather have 30 million men jerk off in front of me <laughs> than lose one dollar. <laughs> Don't touch my fucking money, are you crazy? Maui, my beloved baby daddy, please shoot all these fools. Our cyborg kids want to update their software. Beep 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 bop. I'm a robot, baby. Allah sent me here to destroy humanity. I love you. Allahu Akbar, bitches.
now. Please leave your name and phone number after the beep. We will return your call. Hey, boy, boy, ma, wintuanai. You never answer your phone, but yazin, boy, bim, nandi. Merry Christmas, enjoyam. Enjoy, boy, boy, bim, nandi, ngaran, yazin, so tlangana, ngoklangana, boy. Enjoyakungai, ngomosh. Chovich, enjoyam.